I, I, I don't really know. I don't know what your. Uh, I don't think you have a goal when you make this podcast. Not this yeah. one. No, not this one. <laughs> it's more I, of a, this, the sad a part is, is trying to make uh, trying to make a podcast as successful as my last one. Yeah, <laughs> and that's gonna be. I think you the can easily challenge. do that again. Your success with the last podcast made me really like. It, it makes me really want to podcast because you because like the I last can, podcast. Um, I have a, I had a Taylor Swift podcast. Right. And this is going to be the first pot hop topic. And it's not the last episode hasn't even come out yet. And we haven't officially ended it yet. We're ending it with the last episode. But I'm going to talk about that on this one before the next, before the last episode comes out. But no one, again, no one listens to this show. And he had a decent following. Like you had I had 475 followers on Spotify alone. Yeah. Like that's, wow. a, like that's, that's crazy. a lot. And, yeah. I, and I think I could do that just by like talking about anything popular. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause like. I uh, I'll get into it when we get to the topic, but it's just one well, of my podcast ideas. It's just a fandom podcast specifically because they seem easy <laughs> to me. <laughs> it, maybe that's just because you know I, I would have skills that fit that, but to me they seem like the easiest type of podcast to Which produce. One? Fandom types where you just talk oh, about yeah. like you know episodes or yeah. or releases or whatever you know you follow along. A, a this kind fandom. of podcast impossible impossible to promote <laughs> no you will never get popular doing this this will forever be in the the, the caverns of of the internet <laughs> unfounded by any yeah. adventurers yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't i don't think that just randomness pod because there's so many of them you have to have a you following have be somebody, before you, know? you have to be somebody or, that, have a or like beforehand. you know i i've never been opposed to to watching someone like whose voice i i like you none of I mean? that here yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like i feel like sometimes you either click with them or you don't and then the big ones like you know the headliners of the podcast industry h3h H3. i'm never gonna li- i never listen to headliners of the podcast industry <laughs> Me neither. neither have i, I do yeah. not give a shit about any which is crazy that there even is there like, is there is one you know, there is totally one is. podcaster that I that was a famous person before they started a podcast. The whose podcast I listened to, and that is Mike Rabiglia's uh, w- working it out. Okay, and it's basically he's a he's one of my favorite stand up comedians. Yeah, he's pretty and funny. he just calls other stand up comedians and talks to them about and works through jokes with them. Okay, just oh, comes up cool. with jokes. Well, that's fun. Um, so he did like John Mulaney. That's an he awesome did idea. Like a bunch of people that I really respect. He even went deep in the annals of British comedians where he did Nish Kumar and Ashling B who I like from following comedians on um, British TV like panel shows loved. And I was like, Holy shit. Like I haven't heard from Nish Kumar in a while. And now he's talking to my face. Like, what is this so weird? Um, So I love that. I'm not doing no Joe Rogan bullshit. I'm not doing no like, oh, John Krasinski has a new podcast, or these people talk. The two yeah, stars from the Office talk like about any the Office. Celebrity, like, I don't give know. a shit about celebrity <laughs> podcasts. Like, that's yeah. a, it pisses me off because because podcasting started as like a. I say this like I was really around for the inception, but it was but an easy way to broadcast your ideas. It was thoughts. like public yeah. access television. Yeah, and now it's becoming more and more. Just and it's like, the same. It's the same. I don't want to equate the two, but it feels to me like the equivalent of when Bella Thorne joined OnlyFans and that <laughs> no, whole that, kerfuffle. That, no, that that's a that's a really good point. Like I she, don't know who that is. Is that point? She's, she's she was no, a Disney she star. Yeah, Bella Thorne. Yeah, but yeah, like probably. she was in the public spotlight for the majority of her teenage years, and then just like sort of fell out. Like she was kind of a, almost even a movie actor. Yeah, at one she point. was in um the Babysitter. If you yeah. saw that on Netflix. Well, that was after she. Yeah, before she went to OnlyFans, but after she like because she's had like a long like Disney history sh- of drugs and shit yeah. like that. So she's been outspoken about you know it, the 
taxing lifestyle of being a young Disney star. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I believe it because, like, I've heard nothing but Tara stories from Nick stars. Like, there's a reason Jeanette McCurdy didn't come back for the iCarly reunion yeah. because yeah. of how shittily she was treated yeah. by the, the producers of that. And I believe that. It's just what the problem that I have with Bella Thorne, I don't know anything about her outside of the OnlyFans controversy. It's just that OnlyFans is meant as a way for people who aren't famous to have an income and for a lot right. of people it's a very yeah. big source of their income but i would say that like i don't know if the w- what she did was she joined and be- and she basically it was a cash out it was a cash out and she would she didn't show any nudity which is fine if you're like i'm you not saying you have, have to, to on the platform but what but she it is did, an adult performer well, yeah. platform what she did was she she garnered so many following so many followers and and kind of like f- made them feel cheated or ripped to the point that OnlyFans as a company responded and limited a lot of things to them, <laughs> to all creators. That's ridiculous. So That's her ridiculous, joining directly affected yeah. a majority of the yeah. of people who had no, who weren't committing any of the issues that she was committing. And don't get me wrong, like, like I don't know the full the full story that's the story as I, I know the thing i'm saying is that she didn't do anything wrong in this story from what i understand you know Bella it's thorn yeah i don't think she did anything well, wrong from this story. she didn't not, not practically wrong but morally wrong yeah i don't even know if there is like i think i think the issue was was the uh was the, the pressure that you know entitled fans put on only fans and only fans response seems to be the issue because the thing is i don't think Bella Thorne's existence on the platform detracts from any other performers. Like, how does it? Like, you know, like how how does how does people getting screwed out of her promises? Like, I don't think it does. I think those customers are just wrong, <laughs> and OnlyFans need to stand with their performers instead of being like, oh, we need to, I need, I need we need to penalize the ones we have because so that this doesn't happen again. But the the, the fact is that what what happened there was a, was a corner case, you know. Cleared a million dollars in a single day. It set a record for subscription-based social media platform. Uh, social media here meaning uh, not safe for work. Blah blah blah. Uh, other the uh, worth noting, anybody can make an OnlyFans to post whatever they think. Uh, they can get people to pay for lewd or otherwise content. A week later, said that her number have grown to two million dollars, and a number of people in the sex community who are upset with her grown right along with it. Here's a brief summary. Why are they mad? Thor, uh, set her price at twenty dollars a month. Uh, almost immediately, blowback began to witness a celebrity gentrifying a platform, making obscene amounts of money without acknowledging the plight of sex workers. A true slap in the face. Uh, that's a little. That's that's that's, that's true. a fair criticism, but I think I think it's a stretch. Um, no, I, I do think if she's gonna if she's gonna like you know be an OnlyFans millionaire while people are fucking you know posting ten times a day to make like fractional yeah. amounts of money, you know, like that is something that you have to be be aware of. You know, uh, she's famous already. That seems like it would skew the authenticity of her so-called research. Uh, that's true. Uh, and she's not doing any nudity. She said, uh, she charged $200 for a single nude photo is what she said. So OnlyFan confirms that any changes to transaction limits are not based on any one user, but declined to comment further on Thorn. So what happened was they, they enacted a transaction limit, uh, between, um, creators and and individuals because what you could do is you could send individuals uh pictures and stuff through a single transaction on OnlyFans, and because when she started i think it was she offered a nude photo and it it cleared so much in blah 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 that they made a transaction limit because they just they affected the whole thing um so people are already uh, uh angry 
There's a lot of fucking Twitter. <laughs> I do, I, do, I, I, do, I do think she did something wrong. I take back that she did nothing wrong. It's like, it, it, does sound, it does sound like, you know, she, she it, it was, it, I mean, obviously it was a money grab. And I, yeah. I, a lot of the times, I, I, like, I, I think, don't, I think my big I don't problem, think money grabs are that big of an issue. You they're know, not illegal. Thing. It's just, no, they're I, not, I, it's, it's just, it's nuts to me. Someone who's already as well off as she most likely is. Yeah, then that's the issue. Using a platform that was designed for people who are not well off to garner additional income that would be like that would be like fucking... but i don't think only fans was designed like it, it might have been in its inception but like clearly the management no only fans was designed for it. the adult performer like people in the adult performing industry yeah. that's what it was designed well for. Uh, but it's like the other thing of like uh, behind the scenes content it, and, and we have the same issue with kickstarter where fucking board game makers who oh, are yeah, like parts of Zach big Braff companies well, or like yeah, even like like, like it's always board, been an issue with crowdfunding. Like board yeah. game companies who are like who like have made board games before just go, oh well we'll just like fund it all through Kickstarter, cut out the middleman and and like like no, you have a studio. Yeah. Like you're a real company. Like yeah, you're, you're just, supposed to you're, you're just, just trying to afford your overhead. Either, yeah, like which, it's ridiculous. Or um to me it would feel like if Dwayne the Rock Johnson was like, All right, I'm gonna join Instacart and uh you have the chance of me fulfilling your Instacart. Well, the or funny, Uber or something like along no, those lines. Like, a really good comparison to this is uh, the stuff with Cameo. Like a lot of celebrities are going on Cameo just as a money grab. Yeah, but but Cameo is made for celebrities. But it's also made for like D tier yeah, celebrities. Yeah, but for like celebrities, yeah, who work. Like, you yeah, know what I mean, like yeah. Like, but you see a lot of like big <laughs> names on there charging outrageous prices for like a five second clip. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. It, that that stuff's ridiculous. Clip. Like, it's, it's just it's, go it's on like a, It's like the eighty bucks for a ten second clip. Like what? The thing that's unethical about Bella Thorne, I guess, is that you know she's using the platform that these people have always been using. You mm-hmm. know, to to make their ends meet. She's bringing a ton of money for the platform by by using it. She's bringing a ton of money to herself by using Stop. it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. She's bringing a ton of money to herself by using it, but that money doesn't go to anybody else. You yeah. know, like that's and, and like that's the kind of thing. It's like you're you're using all this infrastructure that we built. You know, like it's like like my membership fees like paid for this website. My membership fees paid for the people who manage this shit. Mm-hmm. And like you're coming in here and you're just getting the biggest payday that none of us have ever seen. Yep. And, you're and, you're, and because of that, that yeah. because of that, that, you're affecting the up. rules of the platform. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then because of that, they gotta, yeah, they gotta legislate against me. Yeah. <laughs> like against, they gotta make rules about my posting, about my usage. It's like that's ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Hop Topic Podcast, the show where three friends gather around the mics, crack open a six-pack or a four-pack or whatever beer we have. Uh, this week, we have Yard's Juicy Giant Tropical IPA. We have uh, Pounders. Uh, very summery-looking beer. It for is. sure. Exclusive to the giant food company. It's <laughs> uh, still so bizarre to <laughs> I know, it's really weird. Yeah, who do you think is going to win the supermarket wars? It just seemed uh, like this holiday season. Is it, that a thing? Yeah, I've always been a uh, a Sony guy myself, but I think is the, that a I, supermarket? I, I think the, no, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just so weird to have like the giant brand on there because people always used to make that joke like, oh yeah, like giant brand cereal. Yeah, like giant brand. That is funny. You know, that is funny. It's like now the store lettuce. brand is a premium. And now it's giant brand beer. It's no longer. I never no thought of that. Mark, it's no longer the mark of the cheap one. <laughs> this, is, this is private label beer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, this week I have joining me Cam and Tyler, both uh, regular regular uh, guests, but never together. I've never been together, and this wow, is my this first episode that's not a multiple of five, which is Oh, shit. This is episode, I don't know. I I'm actually just guessing. I always guess when I make statements like that. <laughs> I don't. But I was I, right last this time. is this is a bit weird doing it with someone that you haven't done done it before with. Like, it's, I've, yeah, those episodes tend to be weird. So let's uh, let's try to break that mold now, shall we? Um, I don't think <laughs> this will be weird. I mean, we already know each other though. That's true. So but we it's never not have a like, podcast together. You know? That's true. So you don't know how to like touch me. Are you are you saying like... are you saying you're a different animal in these podcasts? <laughs> it's we a, all are talking different talking animal, to me on the streets. Beasts. Very different than talking to me within the sterile environment of Joey's apartment. <laughs> well, you know what's really funny? What I've noticed uh, going back to in person podcasts is the amount of crosstalk. Oh, yeah. it's, there's significantly less crosstalk on Skype. It's or... why I don't like playing like RPGs online, especially the ones I like playing. I like games where like people can talk over each other. Mm-hmm. I like games where like people can jump in and be like, "I have an idea for now." <laughs> like, I, I noticed that with my D and D, with my D and D, especially because one of um one of the people in my D and excuse me in my D and D game, her internet connection is significantly worse than everyone else's, mm-hmm. and oh, her no. voice sounds awful. So like she'll just start talking and be like, "I have an idea, I have an idea," and like the lag will will see her going. Uh, yeah, and then, see, like five a, seconds later, I go, I have, I have an idiot, <laughs> and like it would just like speed up to catch up with everything. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's that, that torture. <laughs> and, and the worst part is, is she's the one with all the ideas. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's the one I need her. <laughs> like I, she's the one who like like so. For instance, uh, I, I can I we're talking about podcasts, and I'll go into my topic first because that might take the longest. Um, but there's a podcast I listen to. I probably mention it to at least you, maybe not you, called Dungeons and Daddies. Okay. Uh, Definitely is, not to me. Is um I don't know if you know Freddie Wong, yes. uh, who does Rocket Jump and uh, Video Game High School on YouTube. He does That's it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Is that where I was watching that show? Yeah. No offense to you, Freddie. That show sucked. You. It was not your fault. Freddie W. Uh, <laughs> changed their fault, man. Changed their uh, Rocket Jump, but he has it with a bunch of people. Um, and it's basically the the quick premise is four dads get thrown into the Forgotten Realms. Uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, and have to from our world, and have to save their sons. Mm-hmm. And, oh no, um, wait! I think you did tell me about it. It's this. fantastic. Okay, I yeah. definitely, I can't re- recommend listening yeah. to it enough. But I decided, well, they already have all the notes. Might as well DM this campaign because that sounds like fun. <laughs> so I'm just going to steal everything they've That's already really done. Funny using their shit as a module. Oh, 100. <laughs> percent um, And there's one scene in it where one of the dads is trying to rescue his twins, but they get to this, they get to Neverwinter, and the twins. Uh, disappeared and in their place uh, the Lord of Chaos became like made himself known or whatever and so there's a twist in it (laughs) uh, that no one's really supposed to notice but the girl in our group who always has the ideas always talks but is fucked because of her internet noticed it and it's basically they're 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 have to fight in this combat pit to appease the Lord of Chaos. And she goes, can I do a perception check on this? Because I described him as like an eight foot tall, like, uh, like person uh, okay. <laughs> with a cloak over his head yeah. and everything. And she was like, 
is it does it look like two kids standing yeah, on yeah. each other's yeah. shoulders and i'm like you fucking nailed it yeah <laughs> like that's exactly what it looks like no. you got the right perception check got everything right no and wow she, that's one smart cookie she <laughs> has gotten every single twist like that in the game <laughs> like there was another one where they got jailed because the lord of chaos threw him in jail and the the I rarely do uh, puzzles, but this was in the in the module. Mm-hmm. I'll say module the podcast that they had, where they got thrown in jail, and wh- while they're in jail, writing appears on the wall that says "I'm hungry," and she was the one that screamed out, "Hi, hungry! I'm dad!" And then that got them out of the. <laughs> God, I, hate, I hate that video so fucking much. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's the, well the, the the whole thing about the thing it's is just so making cringe. dad jokes. Like you just have to make dad jokes the entire time. You get inspiration for making dad jokes. Like it, it's just meant to be a really stupid, no, funny a, yeah, campaign. That's, that's a fun. That's definitely fun for a show for sure. Because mm-hmm. like yeah. It's, plenty of comedic moments <laughs> um so we're gonna i'll start with mine because i have this book here so and we're talking about podcasts a lot already so uh i don't think this has been announced to anyone so this you've heard it here first on hop topic before it probably goes live next tuesday um my taylor swift podcast has unfortunately come to an end uh, i am beyond heartbroken but uh, you know what they say, be grateful that it happened, don't be sad that it's over, or whatever the fuck they say to make you feel better about I'm things. I feel like that's you. not right, but that's close. Just, no, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. Is that the one? Is that the right way? Yeah, probably. I think it's a hitch quote, that. right? Yeah. I'm just Life isn't that. about the moments. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's about the moments that take your breath away. Um... I'm just glad I could get your shit together for this podcast. You were in pieces, you know, wrapped in a blanket, I missed, tub of ice cream, I lifetime missed, uh, movie, the whole nine yards. I missed uh, I missed an episode for this podcast. I really, like, this one has gone downhill. Um, man, pick it up, man. But I can't just do this <laughs> podcast. Like, the Taylor Swift podcast gave me a taste of success. But you need the algorithm's approval. You know? Yeah. You, you need some of that, some of that juice. It's it sucks. I'm really proud of that podcast. 400. I think I haven't checked it in a while because we're ending it. So that why blows check? my mind. That like that is genuinely a lot of people for a small. 475 podcast. people listened to it. Um, we had 1,500 followers on Instagram. 250 followers on YouTube. A lot of comments. Uh, 1,500 list downloads total. 55 episodes. A whole year of podcasting. Uh, a lot of hours talking about one fucking woman <laughs> and we even got a po- <laughs> the worst part is we got a sponsor <laughs> and you even got didn't you get taylor on for an episode yeah yeah, yeah we did got we got we got, yeah, we got to meet yeah. taylor yeah, check that out, guys it's either it was the, a pretty it's special between one. 10 and 50 one of those just just put them all on and you'll you'll find it <laughs> she actually found us for episode two <laughs> really <Really? laughs> no. i did not meet taylor swift i would have Lost my mind. Um, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> oh my right God, now. he's fangirling. That's maybe the one thing that can revive the podcast. Dude, yeah, if I could get that to happen, <laughs> is if Taylor Swift comes and says, "I will get." I will do it. this. I will do this podcast with you. <laughs> like she becomes my new co-host. Um, yeah, no, but I, I, it was, it was tough. It was a lot of work, uh, which is part of the reason that we're not going forward with it. This show, while ca- it can be some work because it's getting people into a room together. There's no prep work yeah, needed. Scheduling is like the it, that's the hurdle. hardest part. Yeah. 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 Um, so this ju- show doesn't have as much work. That show, there were moments, there were episodes where I literally wrote 15 pages of notes yeah. in a Google <laughs> in a Google Doc, 
uh, getting ready for an episode. And how so, would you prepare? I, I've never listened to an episode of your Taylor Swift podcast. So we had different kinds of episodes, but a lot of it was brainstorming different episodes, which is tough when there was no news. Mm-hmm. Like when she announces a new album, it's very easy to, oh, what are we going to talk about? Pretty fucking easy. Um, we did song breakdowns where we did literally spent literally spent between 30 to f- minutes to an hour, depending on the song, just talking about one song. Do you say that? And like the, the song breakdown, that makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like how you could talk about that for a while. How, how do you actually talk about like an album announcement for a while? Like what so, do you talk about? <laughs> so when we did album announcements, so when she announced Folklore and Evermore, basically she would announce the album, she would give the track list and she would do like a couple of like, Taylor Swift is very Easter egg centric. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sure. she would just it's drop like for people like you. Yeah, yeah, so like she would like drop like a hint on her Instagram <laughs> or something like that. So we would talk like we talk. All right, well this is yeah, the name of the album. The what captions. do we think it's about? Uh, what here are the names of the the songs on the album? What do we think these are about? Like there was a great one we did where Ever- Evermore had a song called Happiness, mm-hmm. and I I just looked at it, I'm like. That is going to be the saddest song in this episode. <laughs> I just know it. I know Taylor. I know, I know Taylor. Ed Sheeran her. has a song called Happier, and it's fucking depressing. This song is going to be it's depressing. It's like Burnt Ends. You think it's going to taste gross? It's called Burnt. But they're actually the tastiest part. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we would do something like that. We would make like coffee bets. So like uh, specifically with Evermore, we were like, coffee how many bets. times do you think she's going to say fuck? on this on this that's comment. a good bit yeah. like okay, or so how many curse words like we made it really fun and those were our best episodes like yeah, the ever the evermore announcement heavy like prediction episodes those are good all wrong always course, wrong never. Yeah, um, but there were like other things like the one thing that was really cool and that i liked about it was one my co-host uh was is very she was very musically inclined so she understood a lot of things about music and the music industry and there was one episode we did that is probably one of my favorites where Taylor Swift announced that she was re-recording all of her albums. And you would think, why the fuck would an artist just go, well, I'm just going to re-record my first five albums. And so we made an episode explaining the whole situation, why she was recording. Her. And we did mm-hmm. like investigative journalism. We like pulled like different sources. Yeah, do a rights ownership, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, she doesn't own her masters. Right. This would let her own her masters. And then we went into what it means when you owe your ma- own your masters, what it means, why her in her specific case, she couldn't pointing back to like Prince who did things like that. Like mm-hmm. it, it was really, it, it was really cool. I felt like it was really informative. And the best part was, is whenever a friend asked me like, geez, why, why is fearless Taylor's version coming out? I can go, here's a 50 minutes of me fucking talking about why fearless <laughs> Taylor's version coming out. I know and why. I loved that. Like yeah. it was so cool. And like, it felt like it gave legitimacy to, I'll be the first to say I hate fanaticism, which mm-hmm. sounds wrong coming out of someone who has a Taylor Swift yeah, podcast. Like, yeah, it's just the whole... Like, I watched the... Did you see the Friends reunion? No, of course not. Fucking I know it happened, hate. but... It was fine, but I fucking... Like, every time there's a there's a big fan thing and they take questions from an audience, I cannot stand it. Because the first thing... Yeah, I, can't stand can, the marks. Can, uh, can, can you... Can you... Can, yeah, can, uh, first things first, inside joke that we all know because we love this thing. I'm Matthew Perry. First time, long time. Just a quick question. <laughs> it's just so, it's so dumb. It's so asinine and it's so pandering and I just don't care for stuff like that. Um, but it was cool to have your fanaticism of your own self. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, confirmed. 
or like uh, cre- g- given or credence to. Like, like you are you are expressing your fandom. Yeah, you know, like cause that's the thing is that like you know your expression. You don't you, you know you're not a panel question asker, mm-hmm. but like yeah, you like doing like a deep dive or whatever. Figuring yeah, like out and it wasn't like I didn't the I didn't. News yeah, it was also, just, and also like you know analyzing her 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 work. You know, and it was like, talking it, about what she actually comes out with. <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't and even that's probably what made it a good podcast, right? I mean. Or at least what was rewarding to you. Also, the algorithm helps too. Getting, the, getting the number feedback is definitely a part of it. It's 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 interesting. It's fun, and it's just it's a di- it's a just a very different thing to do. And if you have something that you are very like you're not weirdly knowledgeable about, but like no one really cares. Like oh, yeah. I like there are so few friends that I could go and just talk for an hour about. Taylor Swift a too? Taylor Swift topic sure. or something That's like basic. and like just being able to have that outlet like it was like I said it was a lot of work and a lot of times it was very frustrating like fuck I have to sit down and write all this stuff but there was a lot of times where like I'm sitting and recording and I'm like so happy because I'm like I, I just get to do this like I get to talk about this I wouldn't get to talk about this any other time mm-hmm. um, so anyway uh, long story short uh, heartbroken but that podcast ended, but I will never shut the fuck up. And uh, clearly I'm going to try to come up with a new podcast. And also it's worth mentioning before moving on, you know, maybe that podcast could be called your most successful based on number of comments or viewers. But uh, this one didn't shut down. So, <laughs> in some ways, Hot Topic is de, fa- de facto best podcast it's, under the Weaver umbrella. <laughs> I think I think we're on episode 62. 61 or 62. How many episodes that's of Taylor a, do you have? 55. So there you go. Taylor could never catch top. up. <laughs> nope. It was constantly living in the shadow of this the, podcast. The worst part was I asked like three or four friends, like, can I just talk at you? About Taylor, you don't have to fucking say <laughs> anything. And, and they were still like, because like, I just wanted to no. do more episodes, and they were like, "I really don't want to do that." And oh, I, like, I would fair. always do that. <laughs> I oh, listen to fair. a podcast. The whole tilt of it is one guy knows a lot about Alex Jones, and the other person doesn't know a lot about Alex Jones, and he just explains what horrible things Alex Jones talked about. Speaking like, of that, the gay, <laughs> uh, gay Frogs Pride Month. Let's go. Um, oh yeah, congrats to the frogs. Very happy for you. Keep drinking the water. <laughs> um. So I wanted to do an episode today because uh, what reminded me of this is, Tyler, you coming over. I remembered that uh, I said I'd let you borrow a book that I bought earlier this year called Everybody Has a Podcast Except You, a how-to guide from the first family of podcasting. This is from uh, the McElroy brothers who do the My Brother, My Brother, and Me podcast, which is a very, very successful podcast, and the Adventure Zone, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast as well. Um I started reading it, but as someone who's been doing podcasting for two or three years now, uh, it didn't really help me because it, it literally takes you from the ground floor to how to start a podcast and everything. Uh, and I didn't need that. I had two podcasts that already started, but it looks like I'm going to have to come up with a new one. So uh, I wanted to get first, before we go any further, I want to get what everyone here, if you were if you were forced to make a podcast and you had to make... And when I say this, I mean you have to make a podcast that is going to run indefinitely. I don't I don't want to say until the end of your life because that's ridiculous. But okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'll I'll even lower the parameters for a year, like I did with the Taylor Swift one. You have to make a podcast for a year, weekly episodes, fifty so fifty two episodes. <laughs> no, yes. What is that? Is it the book teach you that? How many weeks are in no. a year? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is your podcast about? 
and then I want to kind of brainstorm like what what would a good name for that podcast be and what would a good format for that show because that's the other thing that's interesting about podcasting uh, so even with this show and we talked about this before we're like this show is the loosest format in the world yeah. but that format is still Ugh. important because I've done shows where we didn't do any topics and it devolved. You have nowhere to go. Yeah. yeah. Eventually you just start stammering. So yeah. so that format is important, especially when you get onto topics that are um or you get onto like podcasts that are about a certain topic. So Cam, what do you know enough about that you think you could sit and talk you I'm gonna I'm gonna take this as you you can have a co host and you have the perfect co host that you want. Uh, that can like timing isn't an isn't a factor. Um, it's whoever you want to do this podcast with, whether it be someone who knows as much about the topic as you. It doesn't have to be an actual human being you know. I'm just saying this mannequin that is the perfect podcast partner for you for this podcast. Or if you want to do it by yourself, that's fine too. What would you do a show about? Um, honestly, could wait. Important question: Could we have guests like regular yeah. weekly guests? Yeah. Uh, you can't. You can't Cap have like off at one. You can't have like uh, this week. Julius Peppers is going to join us. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> not super celebrities, right? I mean, not celebrities in general. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to have you call fucking. Okay, cameo. yeah. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll say like a bunch of nobodies, right? You can have like friends. You can have people that you could access. You're making. We're saying this as a realistic show. Like okay, you're so making uh, just this a startup right now with what you're do with what you okay. have at your fingertips right now. Um, I'll let you borrow my microphones, my studio, everything. I mean, honestly, studio. I'm a bit of a uh, a random guy, anyways. Um, so. I think I'd go with like the default platform of just talk about stuff with friends, but uh, I already have like I already thought of a name and everything. Um, name gonna huge. be Cam's Corner, bro. <laughs> is is the bro, bro part, part of, it? of it? No, well, mm. probably kinda, not. I kind of like the bro part. Of but now, like now, that, now that you say it, now that you say it, you might go into something. No, I'm, it, I'm trying to think of a logo for that, and the only two logos that are coming to mind immediately. Are one hundred percent. It has to be in the supreme font. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I would never go that cringe. Are you kidding me? You, 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 so you scream supreme. Brand. No, uh, <laughs> definitely don't. It's either that or it's, it's either that or it's in the tap out font with the oh. angels <laughs> wings on either side. No, fuck that. Yeah, you, you just make uh, it. Just make it like the uh, like that that hardcore font. You know, where it's just uh, uh, illegible. <laughs> It's in like that really weird, uh, super uh, linear uh, graffiti. <laughs> graffiti. Okay. No, that would actually be cool. Honestly, what would you um, talk about on your on your variety? Show would it be about? like kind of like hop topic in a way? Uh, I'd try and do like just me. So like sports, art, and music. So that's all pretty, right, that's pretty good. So that is a, that is a mix. So would you? Or maybe I just go with art and music, like tattoos and music or something, like just split it down halfway. We can come up with a better name than Cam's Corner for that then. <laughs> well, because I feel like that's that's narrowing it down and I like where you're going with that because I like the idea of like music to get tatted to or something like along the, like, you know what you're going to call it? You know what you're going to fucking call it? You fucking ready for this shit? Cam, you're going to call it rat-a-tat-tat. <laughs> Why rat-a-tat-tat? That's the sound of, of drum, but it's also... That's the sound of a machine gun or a Pokemon 
Or the name of the Pokemon. <laughs> it's Rattata. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking it don't come, don't come at me. <laughs> what does don't it come at like? the king. I, maybe what does it'd be like a like? metalish podcast, but like with my own sort of like touch to it. Because I'm not a very metal person when you see me. I don't. Most people aren't. I don't look like I fucking, you know, headbang headbang in the bathroom while I'm taking a shit. You to know be what fair, mean? I don't know a single metal fan that isn't like a giant nerd. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what people expect when they see a metal head. But whenever someone's like, I really like metal, I'm like, you didn't need to but I'm also I like, already. not a notoriously like withdrawn person. Like people tend to have that connotation yeah. with, with, uh, I feel like that's metal though. I've never met an out, a very, I, I want to say never. But it's very few that I meet an, a, an extraordinarily outgoing metalhead. I feel like it's more just due to the fact that people are judgmental towards that's that fair. kind of music. That's mm-hmm. very fair. Like, that's why people yeah. are withdrawn. Like, I'm not going to shove it in your face that I listen to fucking some screamo music because I know that you're not going to care and you're going to think I'm a little bit weird for it. You know I, I mean? felt that's what I did with Taylor Swift. I never really, aside from this podcast, I've never. Well, really Taylor Swift is it. a little bit more, you know, pop-ish, definitely more like, acceptable. Definitely yeah, more, acceptable. more but that's, acceptable. But that's where nerds live, right? It's like I have these very passionate interests, and I cannot talk about them normally because yeah. people either find them boring or annoying or whatever, or reason. weird yeah, or weird. whatever yeah. it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but when you find that opening, and I feel <laughs> yeah, like when you find the I feel like maybe an outlet to talk about that sort of <laughs> music, and then while also talking about. Stuff that you know, metalheads are pretty passionate about, like tattoos and. You art should and stuff. you should get a tattoo every episode. That would and be pretty <laughs> insane. I I fun fact fun fact I did do a tattoo apprenticeship. Really for three oh, yeah? months. Yes, I did do it. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's not. It's Easy. hard. No, no, it's not as hard as people think it might be. Um, if you're already an artist. Okay, right, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, you need to learn how to draw. Drawing on Yeah, you can't just pick hard. someone random <laughs> off the street and expect them to, to tattoo. But if you like, if you are familiar with color palettes, mm-hmm. um, like y- your shading palette, like your 4Hs, uh, your 1Ps, your stuff like that, like your see, shading pencils. See, it's that kind of shit right there that makes like i would listen to that podcast then because i you love, love technical terms you love i your, love hearing people who know technical terms about like the things that they're interested in like mm-hmm. i could li- like even if i have no interest on it i could listen to you talk about how to make fucking uh dry docks for bridges if you're telling me like this ridiculous <laughs> thing about like i could i could be interested in that well, yeah, as long as you're professional enough to know what you're talking about and talk to me and also like there's there's a, a, char- a charisma part too. yeah like yeah. you know a, a podcast is at the end of the day a, a person talking so like, i've been on those meetings boring you know <laughs> yeah you can't sit there and talk like a robot you know what i mean yeah, yeah. which i'm already like sort of I guess you'd say fixed. And also you can't get bogged down by minutiae and jargon. As, as, as interesting yeah. as it makes it, it, it yeah, makes it no. your secret sauce. But also if you cook you can, you gotta, sauce, it's hard you to sprinkle that in. You <laughs> yeah. gotta sprinkle that in. Yeah. But it's also like not narrow enough to where I'm talking about just one band like yeah. Taylor Swift or something. Like I don't I don't shoehorn myself into just having right. to do that. I could talk about any number, you know. And I know a lot of different metal like UK metal, Russian metal. I know a lot of Russian bands. Because they're big in the scene. Uh, UK, there's a few on top. And like, And here in the US, we're actually like not as big on it as other countries, which sounds really strange. I've, I've Scandinavia, I heard, is very big on it. Because yeah. I have a board game. Because um, one of our mutual friends, Dan, is very into like, uh, what is it? Fucking like Valhalla-esque <laughs> Viking music. 
Viking metal and shit like that. Yeah. And like I, so I, I backed a game on Kickstarter that I keep fucking talking about to you. Uh, that's on your site called Ragnarok, Ragnarok Star, and it's basically just metal. You're a metal band, and you're trying to collect fans. But the whole game is just fucking uh, a million puns on rock music, and yeah. it came with this giant like poster, like a fucking um, like a festival poster that right. shows like yeah, all the bands the that are playing. Yeah. And all of the bands on there are, like, real Scandinavian metal bands and stuff like that. Like, Brothers of Metal, I think, was on there. or like cool. These, like, really... And, like, I showed it to Dan. I thought they were all made-up bands. Mm -hmm. And Dan was like, no, I know, like, all of these bands. This is fucking <laughs> awesome. How the hell do they know these people? That's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, when you, when you know something, like, niche like that, and you find out that, like, somebody else has made a video on it, Mm -hmm. a podcast uh, or just find out someone else likes yeah, yeah so it's yeah. you're like oh shit you like that too oh no way like yeah there's a certain excitement about like being in sort of a fan club you know yeah. what i mean that is not known to everyone else <laughs> that's it, not, you yeah. feel it's almost exclusive in a exactly sense. there's and there's definitely a little bit of the uh, the whole parasocial thing where it's like oh we know the same thing about this topic that that means we're kind of friends even though you're not yeah. but like you know yeah. <laughs> but 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 it does like that kind of shit happens in real life, though, you know? Like, I, when I was in college, like, the first time I heard, you know, one of my closest friends now, the first time I heard him talk about Brian Kibler flicking his cards, you know? That told me that he's a magic player, and also, he's in as deep as I am. He knows a pro player, and he even knows that this pro player, his habit with flicking his cards. So clearly, yeah. he, he's as, he's as knee-deep as I am, and, and that, was a, that was, yeah, the jumping-off point. No, I, I like, like, yeah, I, and that's, that's another thing about podcasts that I've learned is the more niche you are, the better off really. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's just easier for you. You garner an audience that has similar views while also accumulating people that, Hey, I know nothing about this. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Let's just listen to something while I'm, you know, driving or if someone's or, brand new into it and like, yeah, they, they and just, they want to know more. Yeah. That's what, that's what interested me so much about the success of your Taylor Swift podcast. Cause as soon as like you were like showing me your, your, your metrics and all, I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Of course that people want to listen to a Taylor Swift podcast. People want to listen to Taylor Swift. So of course they, people, people love, <laughs> people love hearing about her and she has so much about her. Uh, that I haven't talked about yet uh, that I'd love to. Um, so maybe one day. Uh, <laughs> Still right. a lot to get maybe off Maybe you can chest. make a podcast about grief where you can just mourn. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you can have people, it'll be the most uncomfortable hour of your, of your morning. To, to quote Taylor week. Swift, my champagne problems. Um, <laughs> so, so we have Rat-a-tat-tat, Cam's Corner, uh, the show about metal and tattoos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I fucking love Ratatat. -tat. I know it's so dumb. We're Ratatat. How about Ratatat? I already feel like that. We, we, we already have my slogan to like get into the, the podcast, too. Yo, Ratatat. -tat, what up? My name is Cam. Nah, no. It'd be like, <laughs> it starts with. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. Like intro, the intro <laughs> music and then, you know, fuck yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> it starts with fuck yeah let's get into it i would like a podcast where you are getting inked like while the podcast is going like you're just like hey, it fades in <laughs> no yeah. like you're just getting a tattoo and you have a microphone to you and you're recording <laughs> and you're like this is there's the, a, um, this episode <laughs> there's an interesting show that's only on on uh youtube now called green room with some random dude um i don't know what it's from, like, it was like a showtime show but it was uh with a comedian and he, it was only two seasons, but it, it, he would just bring other comedians in to talk about comedy and stand up. 
and like Bo Burnham was on an episode yeah. with Ray Romano and like like the, the lineups were insane half mm. the time. Um, Greg Proops was on there at one point. Fucking Roseanne <laughs> Barr was on there, which was Will awful. And Greg Proops. Greg Proops. They got some. They got some insane. They, they went deep. It was just random. They went in deep. Proops. <laughs> it was just weird that like Greg Proops of all people was on there, right, but yeah, um, yeah. it was really cool. But it was like just hearing them talk about the tricks of the trade of the mm-hmm. show. But they did that. They would start where like like they would fade in from the conversation. So they were already talking and like you just jumped into the middle of a conversation. Yeah. Like you were just literally walking into the room, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, all right, Tyler, what's your podcast? I have a couple ideas that I've always like kicked around as one to make a podcast. As far as like a fandom podcast, the only TV show I watch like week to week currently is uh, AW Dynamite. Okay. Uh, which is a wrestling show. Oh, I thought it was a root beer. It is a show about I thought it wrestling. was some shit on like the History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a wrestling show. And uh, yeah, I feel like I could easily just talk about that episode. And they have other shows too. Like they have a couple of YouTube shows. Like it's called, it's like their, like their B show pretty much. Like, and you can cover that. And they're always coming out with new content. There's pay-per-views you could cover. So in terms of like, just stuff to talk about. I would always have shit to talk about. Oh yeah, and um, and there's also like there's a whole like uh, like wrestling news machine out there too. You know, it's and mm. it, like it's, it, there's always there's always something to talk about. I feel like that's new with wrestling lately. No, uh, the the news machine I'm talking about is um, the Observer, Wrestling Observer, on a Figure Four online, and they've been doing that since the '80s. Before then, really, maybe. yeah, it was a big thing. It was very different back then. That's what back I, yeah. then. That's the thing is that back then the wrestlers did not work with the wrestling journalists because we got to protect the business. We got to make it seem fake, even though most people were already in the know. People had known wrestling was fake for a hundred years. You know, at that point, like it was, it was pretty much as soon as wrestling became a thing, people kind of doubted its, its validity. Like people doubted that it was actually real. You know, it's well, like because some like, of the shit they used to do was like outlandish. Like this is a lot. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like pe- people just let this happen. Shit. Yeah, they're exactly. just sitting on the fucking ground and taking that. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and fucking um, or like you know submissions that are being held in place for minutes at a time when in real life if you had a submission in you would break their arm in a few seconds li- yeah like, i've watched out. that happen yeah, yeah. exactly like yeah. it's, it's just shit like that but um but uh nowadays wrestlers uh, have been kind of like they, they, they do interviews with the observer you know they they, they talk about it all the time but back back in the day fucking you would have like I don't know if I don't know if Hogan did this. Some big wrestler just like ripped up a copy of the Observer live on camera, and it was the best thing that they could have done for the Observer subscription numbers. <laughs> so, far, so you can th- you can thank the uh, the the gatekeeping. It, uh, well, they for, also have that, like, I feel like I feel like wrestling has like while it's I personally I don't know if I'm 100 percent right on this. While I feel like it's waned in popularity. I feel like it's gained a lot in like there's like a fucking Stone Cold podcast now. Yeah, you, you, there's also there's, a super religious following to that. Yeah, to I wrestling in general. Like, yeah. uh, I it's the a lot like a soap opera in that sense. Like, if you mm. watched it since the start, you know what I mean. You're all in on it, and it's hard to get in, it's and like, it's hard to get in. Because I tried to jump there, in. If you're not one of those people at the, the very beginning, for all that and all of it is WWE. The reason wrestling seems like it's doing worse now is because WWE is doing about its worst as it's ever done yeah. in terms of viewership, in terms of people who actually watch the damn show, in terms of profit. They're they're 
killing it. Like they're yeah. crushing it. They're probably going to sell soon uh, b- based on a lot of activity that's going on. There's a lot WWE of WWE is going to sell. All right. So if spe- you have socks in WWE, speculating. I'm not saying definitely, but like they're, they're WWE is making a lot of business decisions that a lot of companies make when they're about to sell. They are, they're making a lot of layoffs. They're, uh, they, they, do, recently, they do a lot of partnerships. Yeah. They recently, so like earlier in the year, they recently sold exclusive streaming rights to, uh, NBC. A lot of people yeah. are speculating. Is that kind of like a down payment kind of thing where it's like, Hey, you bought the rights. How do you like it? Would you like to buy the rest of the show? You know, like that kind of thing. Um, and also, uh, WWE hasn't been a good show and, Decades, like yeah. literal decades. Like it's been a long time since WWE consistently had a good show. Decades? Um, you could probably argue, a you, decade. You, you could argue. I would say you could argue. Yeah. Let's let's say let's I would say, say I'd say like fifteen years. Okay, yeah, about, I was about to say like two thousand five, two thousand six. Because that's yeah. when I like Rey Mysterio and fucking yeah, that Eddie was Guerrero, probably, you know fighting over H, the custody like, of a child. It was really around the ruthless aggression era. Like I think that's like oh nine to like. 20 like 14 ish that's when they lost most people like well, yeah when they changed the great great games they had with <laughs> smackdown versus raw 2009 well the games are a fucking mess they're, 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 they're i bought w i bought like Don't. wwe 2k whatever and never it was just buy any of it them. was such they hot garbage so bad, and they yeah. they will never be good as long as they are managed the way they are like they, they can't make them good they're Dude, yearly i remember not enough budget it's ridiculous i remember there was one it might have been wwe smackdown versus raw 2009 or whatever the fuck it was but you could like write a campaign and when i say you could write a campaign if you plugged a fucking keyboard into your <laughs> xbox 360 you could type dialogue and shit and you could like literally you would pick different scenes and you could write anything dude i had a character just like i'm dating trish stratus and like she would come out on stage with me and then i would like I'm publicly breaking up with Trish Stratus <laughs> for Lita. Like, just like all these like ridiculous storylines. And I was just like, engaging story I've always lines. wanted to do this. And I remember it only lasted for like three months. You I've could always, always wanted to break up with Trish Stratus. I've always wanted this. <laughs> but like, it was just so cool that like, you could just come up with like anything and write a whole fucking story. And you you only could do it for like three months in that game. Like it was the shortest thing you could and possibly you can see, do you can see in that a real market demand of of people want to watch wrestling yeah people want to play wrestling video games i miss it it was so and, cool and and wwe refuses to give on that part like AEW has a games division and they're working on a game right now and it's very very anticipated because they didn't rush it so mm. far they haven't i mean they've existed for over a year and it hasn't come out yet yeah because so i remember you more telling time me on this game more than wwe takes on their i games. remember like a little like a while ago you were like i can't play poker on wednesdays anymore AEW is on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like when that show started, I was there at the first live show. I was there mm-hmm. at the third live show. I'll be there again once everything's safe again and they're in Philly. Like I'm it's it's uh it's it's great. I love it. I love wrestling again, you know. Like I, I can actually I've 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 always loved wrestling, but like I haven't watched wrestling since I was a kid, you know? Do they have a Royal Rumble equivalent? Yeah. They have Battle Royals. Yeah. They they just had one uh oh not not like a a whole ass like event called like the Royal Rumble, but they have Battle Royals at their pay-per-views. Could we do a um a lottery a, a rumble lottery with them um it's a little more, bit more difficult because the way they do their rumble or at least they do it the way they do a double or nothing the pay-per-view that was on sunday instead of everyone coming out as like a number like one per, mm, first person they're just all in there no uh they, they divide it into suits so they have because it, it's like a gambling themed pay-per-view so they have like the diamonds group the spades group the clubs group and the hearts group, gotcha and then they call out one of the groups and then they all come out gotcha and then and there's two people who start in the ring 
Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I've, I've always wanted to do that. With That's the, the one thing that's still fun about, or at least for me, as some, someone who doesn't watch WWE, because obviously I'm, as, I'm, as, I'm almost as unplugged as like you or Cam in terms of like what's going on in WWE story. Undertaker line. left. I watched the last ride. That was good. I watched <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I care about Undertaker. Uh, the only thing it. I've heard is that, you know, Logan Paul was at WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> that's Did the only thing. Where the fuck by was zombies? The Miz was eaten by zombies on a pay-per-view. Oh, so. I like The Miz. Yeah, well, he's like eaten by Miz. zombies, so you might what not see him fuck? for a while. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, they were doing a match to to promote the movie uh, Army of Death, or whatever it's called. Army of Army, the Dead. Army, Army of the, the Dead, Dead. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were with promoting Dave Bautista. That. Yeah, they were promoting that. So they Directed had a match. by Zack Snyder? They had a match with zombies in it. I started watching it. I have not gone through it. I, I fell watched. asleep the first time I tried to watch it. I just not, not because it was bad, because it was I was just tired. But because I, it was four thirty, I, I mean, and I've been awake. The for premise hours. of that movie sounds so fucking awesome. It's uh, it's an action movie, movie through and through. I watched a wrestling last to movie. watch. It's, it's the, the so I don't even know what it's about, but I have watched like the first 10, 15 minutes of it, and basically what happens is Vegas got taken over by zombies, obviously. And the United States is about to drop a nuke on Vegas. Correct me if yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, it's quarantined. Quarantined. They're about to Vegas drop a nuke on Vegas. There's like 20, 72 hours or whatever until the yeah. nuke comes. And this guy comes up to Dave Batista and goes, Dave Batista, the re- fam- world famous wrestler, please Batista bomb me. But before you do, <laughs> before, uh, I need you to rob a bank. He, he goes, the the strip still has, like one of the one of the banks or one of the casinos in the, the strip, vault. Yeah. the vault is still holds my twenty two million dollars or whatever twenty two hundred million or whatever, you know, and he and the guy fucked, and the dude. and the guy goes, my insurance already paid for it, but that doesn't stop the uh, money from being there. So <laughs> so, so he's it. like, I will pay you to go in there, round up whatever team you want, and you keep like twenty million or whatever yeah. of it. And I'm like, that is the most balls to the wall awesome premise for a movie ever <laughs> a fucking heist, yeah, a heist in a man. zombie it's like yeah it's Las a heist Vegas? movie with fucking zombies yeah. like that is what? the cool like i can't wait to see how Zack snyder makes this movie unwatchable <laughs> <laughs> it it was actually like really good i was engaged all the way through okay i felt that way about mortal Kombat with Zack so. snyder because he he usually puts a lot of scenes that like take you out of it pretty much i mean really? I don't, honestly i was i was <laughs> engaged all the way through justice league the, really the there was some scene, version. I there were definitely movie. there were definitely scenes I that i was that like movie, i'm but... i'm okay to not watch this but like i sat down at seven o'clock at night and started watching it on my my laptop i was probably playing madden in the corner too but like i was like watching it for the most yeah. part and then yeah i just watched i never paused it unless i was like going to the bathroom yeah, getting really food. good and I, wa- I watched the whole thing and it was very very entertaining Speaking of movies that was another idea i had for a podcast was uh i at one, at one point, I watched RoboCop, and I decided I should make a list of movies <laughs> <Hell> about <laughs> like how much I like them. And it was funny. I, because, you you inspired me a lot yeah. with this list. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny because at a certain point, like every time I would watch a movie, inevitably what I was doing was comparing it to RoboCop. You know, because that was the first movie on the list. So I'd be like, "Well, is this movie is this movie better than RoboCop?" And that's and that was. I mean, an that's idea. that's an interesting uh, <laughs> interesting base to uh, to start off your your scaling at. Yeah, and and, and, that's, and that's the podcast I had. It was an idea. I wanted it to be like like Mystery Science Theater, where it's like. Like there's a dystopian future. There's a there's a 
like Netflix's fucking like supercomputer, like it like accidentally deleted all of its ratings. So like it needs me to like to recreate like the, the bro make this and, like, fucking everyone's fire. relying on <laughs> relying on Tyler to rate the movies. Uh, and it's it's like, what is whether or not it's better than RoboCop? It's like the aim of the podcast. I'm trying to think <laughs> of a snappy name to go with that though. I always like better than RoboCop. Question uh, mark? That's good. <laughs> yeah. I like that. My friend uh, my friend Steve made a fun little thumbnail for it. He just traced over a, uh, a scene from RoboCop and MS Paint. And so it's just like a shitty drawing of RoboCop. So it was actually pretty good. <laughs> Dude, but, I, I really love that. But I don't know how I would like make that into a form. Like that's what I always struggled with was like, how would I actually like, what would the, what would the show even look like? You know? Like, that's what, that's what I'm struggling with right now. Robo hot or Robo not? <laughs> oh my my god <laughs> that's pretty good that could that could easily be a name of like a segment or something you know like i i feel like the show ha- would have to be like you know basically you it would be you covering a movie a week exactly something. but in the frame of me comparing it to like, like i guess the first part would be like how's this movie similar to robocop and like, i don't know if you even need to do that <laughs> but, but like part of it is like it's supposed to be the comedy is the right? origin like, story as good as robocop I, I would love to find like really stretched ways to compare a movie how is the cinematography you know? <laughs> compared yeah, I don't to know. Or like, how is this one character like similar to, I don't know. Like I, that's the thing is like, I would have to think about like how I could comedically. And so basically his motives changed from the beginning to end. So he basically put on robo armor. You, I mean, I, my favorite, my favorite <laughs> he, episode. He basically has a gun that shoots everyone. My, targets for my favorite episode <laughs> of all time that I know you're going to do. Uh, and I'm already waiting in anticipation for it is when you compare the passion of the Christ to Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I mean. You can, you can watch some dog shit movies, and I have watched some dog well, shit Well, no, do you movies. know why I say specifically the passion of the Christ? No, I don't. I've because people say that RoboCop is uh, an allegory for Jesus. Oh, do they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, RoboCop is Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's like the whole thing with RoboCop. I've never seen RoboCop. Uh, I don't know if I, I've, I don't even know if I follow that. I have. I've seen all three. Of Isn't them. there something I've with only a dick? The first one, to be Isn't there fair. something with a dick where he like shoots his dick off or something? He does shoot a rapist. Probably. Dick off, a, yeah. That's probably. Uh, that's in the first movie, but yeah. yeah, he starts getting like some wonky contraptions towards like the second and third. Movie. Yeah, I love the first movie so much. Like it's it's one of my favorites. It's not at the top of my list at this point. There's several movies above it, but. It's really good. I really like it, and it's it's a fun movie to compare shit to. <laughs> I love that premise so much. And I can always I can always change the premise too if I find like the movie isn't like a, like uh, after if I you get a lot of angry it. RoboCop fans, or if I just like or if I just like it doesn't work with me. The other idea I had just like while talking about this, like it could be like I could have I could just start a new list. And I could start a new list with another person. With an, another person. And every week we just keep comparing our list to see, like, and hmm. like we mainly talk about the newest addition to the list, and we'd also talk about one the movie we were adding, and two how does it fit into our list, and why you know we're putting it where we are. I, I would do that with you, hundred yeah. percent. I I had a um, me me and Dan who's been on this podcast a lot with me. Uh, we frequently talk about a podcast he wanted to get off the ground, which I think he's going to without me. But I thought <laughs> I thought it had a really interesting premise, and I'll name drop it because I made the fucking logo for it. Uh, it's called <laughs> Cinematolo- Cinematology. Yeah. And his premise, I actually liked his premise a lot. It was basically watch a brand new movie that came out and a similar old movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, the first, we only did one episode. We technically did two episodes. But one was good. <laughs> but we did um, the first so, one we did was... like originals versus remakes. No, just 
if it's in the similar vein, and when I give you the example, so we did Bloodshot, which was the Vin Diesel movie that came out last <laughs> March, uh, and we rated it to Marvel's Daredevil from uh, Ben Affleck oh. and Jennifer Gardner. Hey, hey, I have a huge crush on that movie because I love the soundtrack. Movie. The Daredevil. soundtrack of that movie is great. <laughs> movie, and the movie like, is like great. peak 2004 music. Yeah, like Seether on there. Wake me like, up. <laughs> Dude, I watched uh, I watched the first episode of The OC. Let me tell you, that soundtrack also great. <laughs> I oh, you watch like any early two thousands music. Their soundtrack's just like yes, it's, dude, it's like wow. Peak two thousand. I remember hearing this on the that TV was be- you know why radio. because they sold soundtracks as CDs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, why. that is why. No, yeah. like, especially in the case of The OC, which was partially marketed towards children. Like they wanted you to buy the no, that was CD, like. that was an early way to get a lot of your music because you out didn't there. have you didn't have like uh, Spot- you, it was either they buy your full album. Yeah. yeah, they buy your full album and o- only for one song, or they buy now. That's what I call music sixty nine. But like it sort of <laughs> ended the the last or like big Bob. movie I can think of that sold a lot Suicide of their soundtracks Squad. because well that that's a good new one. I was gonna say of the old age was probably like Transformers in two thousand nine. Yeah, well, I mean Transformers two also because Transformers two I remember seeing and they every single chance they got. That really in revamped that movie, Lincoln Park. They tried to put fit new divide into yeah. that fucking scene. <laughs> Every scene, I think, with um whatever the fuck the director's name was, he sat Michael down Bay. Michael Bay and looked and said, Okay, where but where does new divide fit in here? <laughs> and like he goes, All right, well, this is a slower scene, so where's the slower part of the song? Because we kinda <laughs> we got a lot like that. The, the the Star Trek remake when they when they play the the Stupid. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> well, it's funny too because CSI did that. Um, there is an episode to bring it all back with they did with Taylor Swift uh, called "Turn, Turn, Turn," uh, and Taylor Swift was in CSI. Taylor Swift Real? was in a CSI episode. Hundred percent. It was called Real? "Turn, Turn, Turn." Before she was like a. Uh, I mean, no, like after she was say, famous. Be, it was awesome. it was post Fearless, and the I reason mean, it was I like knew Drake, that, you know, <laughs> Drake the, wasn't the crass. Was it fucking uh, Justin Bieber on CSI? Too? Probably Acom was in CSI. Yeah, but that, yeah, he was too. also he was killed. Yeah, and they, so Taylor Swift was killed too. Gunned down. But the the funny part is, is it came out that episode came out like after Fearless came out in like 2008. So they remixed You're Not Sorry and played it every five seconds in that. Like, they slowed it down. They sped it up. <laughs> they, like, they switched parts and everything. Like, it was... It was the episode ev- was the song. The episode was just a giant <laughs> commercial for this song. Um, I really want to rewatch it. I haven't seen it since, like, high school. It's like, but- those, it's like those old... Uh- you, you ever see it like watch an older TV show and there's like an episode that's like out of nowhere and it's just a fucking drug PSA or an alcohol PSA. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. why is this whole episode about it? It was that, but for Taylor Swift's new song. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, uh, because we're going really long in this part in this episode, but I've had a feeling we'd go long on this one on this topic. Yeah. Um, for me, what I'm currently working on is I have a friend, uh, who shares a love of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I think is great, it's not you, uh, Cam. So, um, I'm not the special friend. I think, I, mean, all, I think we all love horror movies. In here. I, I, I will. I mean, I'll say specifically more than anyone else. She has. Uh, yeah. She has Jack Torrance breaking through a fucking wall on her on her leg. That's cool. Um, as a tattoo, and just got red rum and a typewriter underneath it. So she's like pretty deep into liking horror movies. Um, 
and she knows a lot more than me, and we also have wildly different taste. Yeah. Uh, sh- her favorite horror movie of all time is Midsommar. Oh, that movie's great. And I I love that, that movie. movie. I oh, I loved movie. it. I loved it dearly. I thought it was fucking it was terrible. There's awesome. three kind of horror fans. There's the ones that like the new age of horror, like the stuff that really like makes you uncomfortable. Not necessarily scared, but uncomfortable. Um, which is a lot more the like the soundtrack than the actual movie. And then there's like the classic age, which is you know, slashers your, and your slashers, your early 2004, 2005 remakes, like your Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then you like the classics. Uh, see, I'm I'm starting to figure this out because I like all horror. Don't get me wrong. I like every horror movie. I've never met a horror. Like I've met horror movies. where I'm like, wow, that sucked. Fucking glad I watched it, though. Like every every time I watch a horror movie, yeah. I'm very excited mm-hmm. about it. But the ones that I'm finding that I, I think I found like a, the golden age that I've always missed or at least the stuff that actually scares me and makes me feel something is those movies that are about haunted houses. <laughs> and really? Yeah. <laughs> um, not like Amityville horror. I rewatched and it was, it was trash. Uh, the I, one with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> it was trash. Um, oh, but <laughs> I recently <laughs> be thankful. <laughs> recently, I've been on a tear, and I've watched The Conjuring, The Conjuring Two, Insidious, Insidious Two, and Sinister, and Sinister Two, uh, and all of those movies blew me away. Really, uh, Conjuring, Insidious, in, Insidious, I thought was fan fucking tastic. Okay, the first one, yeah, but the I didn't see. The, one? Actually, I, I lied. I didn't see the second one. The yet. second one, and then the third one. I didn't see the third one. I, I only saw the Conjuring, the Conjuring two, Insidious, <laughs> Sinister one and two, and uh, and I my next on my list is Annabelle. Um, you know the funny thing about all those movies? They're famous for like one scene. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's you know what's actually really cool though that I liked about it and that made me really interested is they're all directed. Uh, aside from Sinister, they're all directed by the same guy James who directed Wan. the first Saw. James Wan. Yep, James yeah. Wan. And um, what I I was very interested in is because James Wan never returned for Saw. He didn't come back for any of the no, ones but past he was, the first one. He was credited with executive Which producer. Which is why the Saw sequels are just so much I love better. them. So much but, better than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but he came back. He did Don't Conjuring. Don't get me started. He I'm, did I'm a loyal Saw fan. I, fucking, I, Saul. I can't wait to see Spiral. I haven't seen it yet. I, neither have I. I heard um, it's absolutely garbage, heard, which means it's probably good. It's prob- it means I, I gotta like, watch it. <laughs> IGN gave it like a 2.9 or some shit. I'm yeah. so excited. Uh, I'm so down to see it now. But I needed to know it was bad. I love those. Those actually scared me those actually made me feel something that would be disappointing I, if it was like all right you know if you went to see yeah. the new saw movie and i was like god that was okay god <laughs> damn it where's the that's what i didn't like about the the whatever the jigsaw, jigsaw was like i haven't seen it it was yeah. actually okay really <laughs> but there was no soap opera nonsense there was no there's no convoluted storyline to follow the, that's the funniest part about every saw movie is that in the formula they decided baked in we always have to have that moment where the character goes and we see like every scene like the flashbacks <laughs> of where the it's where the twist was developing dots yeah. I, I, need to be connected. And, and, and yeah and by the time you get to at least like the fourth movie you know probably before then the, yeah the twists are just dog shit stupid what's, what's it's really like, what's fantastic about it is exactly what you said once you get to like the fourth movie I'm pretty sure they only spent three days shooting because they just use footage from the first three movies as a bunch of flashbacks. That's I actually all it fucking don't think is. the second or third Saw movies are that bad. Like, I think I the second one's know. actually the best one. Yeah, I, I used too. to me think too. that. I used to think that a lot. I always thought the second one was the best. I definitely I think soured the, on the first one. The first the one I is watched, but I still the like best. It, but, like, the first third one one's okay. From, a, from like an actual film perspective, the first one is the best. 
And I loved in the in the third one as like, a standalone film. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and it's the third one, right, where they follow one guy going through every yeah. trial. And I then like they that do, and then they too. kind of like, do that throughout the rest because it but it becomes five people. Yeah. And like I don't know, I always liked them. I I never thought they were bad. Like I genuinely never thought they were bad. Mm-hmm. I was just always very entertained. I mean, I didn't think like, wow, this is breaking cinema. As far as was the fourth one, but, they were bad. But this kind of goes <laughs> in with the the whole uh like wrestling thing. Like Saul's the same way. You can't watch the fourth, fifth, or sixth one by itself. Yeah, no. you got to go back to the very beginning and watch it. And all I did the way that. Through I did that it. recently. I did like a whole weekend. I just oh, they're all on HBO Max. So just like, yeah, I'm fucking watch all of them. And it was time well spent. Um, yeah, when but, you watch them back to back, you like. And also, that was really fucking stupid, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you're doing. Yeah, it's, like um, a, it's like a shitty comic book or something. But you I, know? It's like, yeah, I just like seeing yeah. the, the, the shits again. You know, I like the, I like the traps. But <laughs> I, the I love trap thing. <laughs> I just love horror movies. I really enjoy watching them. Um, but most importantly, I like hearing myself talk. So of course. And she, like, we go, we text each other I mean, back. That's and why forth. you don't have like a blog. You have a podcast. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. I'm not writing that shit. Um, but we t- we text each other back and forth like recommendations all the time of just like random movies to watch. And I texted her, I was like, "Would you want to do a podcast where we just re- do like reviews of scary movies or whatever?" And she's like, "I am hundred percent down." And she made a spreadsheet of like different kinds of horror movies, and like I don't know what the format's gonna be, and we're mm-hmm. still trying to figure out a name. And like, a can I guest star weeks- on that? What I said, can I guest star? On I was gonna that? say we'll probably have <laughs> guests on it because I think that'd be I think that'd be fun. Um, but I, I like the idea. The main thing is, is I want, I need someone who understands what the undertaking of making a podcast is and how much work it is and the commitment that will be there. Because now yeah. that I've done it a couple of times, I understand all of that. Yeah. And yeah, it's I'm pretty time intensive. That. I mean, you're it's, editing for up to 16 hours, right? Editing isn't, it depends. How but much you, how much you want to put in the, editing. Yeah. Like this show, I, I barely edit. Um, I only edit if someone says, hey, can you cut that out? Or there's a name in there. Can you not have that person be named? Or something along those lines. Other than that, I don't really do too much. But when I'm making like a show like with, with the We Need to Calm Down, it was a lot more intensive. And there was just a lot more leading into it. And like I, would, I felt awful every time I would text my co-host, hey, uh, we need to record this, 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 and this, and this, and this. Can you go in and write your notes for this, 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 and this, and this? And she's and she has a full time job, right, yeah. and like all that stuff. And like, granted, my job, I'm very fortunate. I'm done at five, and I work from home. So there are days I can just work on my podcast because it's so slow. Yeah, I can just do that during work, but she yeah. can't. <clears throat> but I'm hoping some people got real jobs, Joey. <laughs> I, you know, speaking, speaking about jobs, do you want me to hop into the next one? Um. Well, let me. <laughs> So the names that we were kicking around, and I want to get your opinion on this, and it might not, none of these might end up being it. Um, she came up with one that she, I really like that she, uh, she doesn't called Scary Tale, which like fairy tale. I feel like that's I, I didn't get that at all. Uh, I feel like that's reason. really basic. Like it's, I think it no... is too, but I think it's very marketable. Like, yeah, but it's almost too marketable. Yeah, it gives the wrong idea because you're not talking about fairy tale. Exactly at all, what she. That's exactly know? what she said. Yeah. Um, she also said. Uh, what was it? It was. You need something like Grindhouse. Like you need something that's like, yeah. or like an innuendo like... from a famous horror movie that would get you I, hooked. Yeah. I put I put forth Cinephobia, uh, but um, there are shows already that have them that have that name. Okay. But 
none of them are still going. Like most or of like them ended in January. Expand upon June. Scary Tale. Like she said, she, I assuming she likes The Shining. Yeah. yeah. Uh, judging by her tattoos, <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> but like you could be like, here's Scary Tale. Like th- th- you know, having here's before Scary Tale, and then the explanation point. Oh, here's yeah. Here's, Instead of here's Johnny. I would I would definitely try to like play off of like a famous either yeah horror movie line or maybe like a. Uh, like like something a horror director said in an interview describing his work, you know, like something like that where it's uh, I'm not a little bit more pizzazz than just scary tale, but it's still it's still got to be like very recognizable and like marketable. Like hmm. I'm trying to think of like horror. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, I don't know. I'm thinking of like John Carpenter right now. Him talking I'm tra- about Halloween. I, I've spent so much time. Plenty of puns from like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies that you could probably use. She her other one was handle with scare, uh, handle with scare. <laughs> That's pretty good. I put I put scared straight, uh, like slasher flicks. Like uh, I'm just I was just, I literally went through like idioms related to being scared. lights ca- lights camera slashing. Am I right? Eh? <laughs> That's actually not bad. That's actually really not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would definitely yeah. I would have the name conveyed that it's. Both scary and about scary, but about scary movies specifically, you know, like that's the most important part. So that's why scary tale, I guess, is a bad yeah. Name. No, I, I, I definitely think get I, that. I think because you get into some really weird shit on Spotify where like you have people talking about like body horror and shit. Yeah, there's some weird ass shit, man. Let me tell you, man, yeah. it's dark dark corners in there. Um. All right, so now we can transition. Uh, okay. Speaking of jobs. Speaking of jobs. <laughs> um. <laughs> What do you think is the most useless profession, job? Okay, so when you say useless, Occupation. do you mean like... Literal, like literally vesti- or figuratively. Like vestigial, like as in like it creates no value or like or like directly harmful. Like, like, the, like the world would no, be a better not, place No, not harmful, jobs. but just like, why do you do this? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure we won't piss anyone off with this. <laughs> no, it's definitely going to piss a few people off. I was thinking about this for a while. And um, I wanted to make the joke of politician. Sure. But they are kind of useful. <laughs> if they're done right. If, um, if done right, yeah. I feel like Tyler would make the joke that's of... What they, that's what they keep telling me. <laughs> These yeah, a, ca- a cabinet's only good if it's built right. They keep insisting right? that they would just be better if everything was better. <laughs> I feel like Tyler would make the joke of police officer. And that's not a joke. <laughs> it's not. I think police officer is the most u- is the most useless job, directly harmful. That and and finance broker. Like I thought I, you were going to say firefighter. Well, that's see, like, see like, that's down the that's down the avenue on, of harmful outweighs helpful. Yeah, I think I and I yeah yeah I could talk about half an hour why I think police make the world worse, but I'm going to think about a job that I think just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and yeah, think yeah. of a job that that like, just has no no worth basically or not not necessarily worth but just like i don't know what like i said like just why are you doing this like why not do something better here let's let, let's start with uh let's start with bathroom attendants i've never had a bathroom attendant but i think that's why i what, what like why is why is that a thing in movies and in other media so it's There's I, a guy in really a bathroom funny. you know it's really funny <laughs> why is he there uh i went i i had a party uh on a boat Ooh, I, on Mushaloo in Philly. Wow, uh, for work, 
Um, oh, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. I was wait. I was waiting for the catch. Yeah, no, like, I, I mean it's I not a catch. I, I, you don't know anybody. You know, the the <laughs> yeah, catch. I was like, what, what famous millionaire have you associated this yourself with? Mushalu, man. Like it's not that bad. <laughs> uh, but I went to the bathroom and like this guy was there was a bad bathroom attendant and <laughs> and the bathroom attendant had this stand that was holding an iPad that had the Sixers game on. He had an array of candies and like colognes what and like while you're stuff. in the fucking bathroom, while, like well, like See, by the sink. A, I've never had a bathroom attendant, which I guess is why I thought of it, you know. <laughs> but but and I'm not saying it was. It was I don't know why that's needed. surprising because that's like the standard that you've set for me now for bathroom attendants. <laughs> so, so any future bathroom attendants that don't give me cologne, candy, or it, and, my, and the, the game. game, yeah, it like, was worthless. It was. It was beyond insane, and I looked at this guy, and I was like, dude, this is the nicest fucking shit I have ever had, and he and he looks at me and goes, thank you very much, man, and I go, I have never tipped a bathroom attendant. I need to tip you, but I don't have any cash. He goes, you can Venmo us at uh, Stalls of Fame, uh, which <laughs> was the, the company's name. Stalls of Fame. Stalls of Fame, <laughs> and, I, and I looked at this guy dead in the eyes, and I said, that is the best thing I've ever fucking heard. And I go, like, how did you come to work for this? And he goes, I created this company. And I go, not only did you create this company, but you were out there promoting your company and doing and it. doing the work. Like, you're Where's, doing the work. Like, Where's your company based? Oh, just local bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would keep, you'd be like, oh, so how many people work? For, uh. but, but what's funny <laughs> is, I, it's what, just me. What's even better is, um, I, I had like a, a female friend with me and I said, can you go to the bathroom and tell me what the fuck even. is going on? In the, yeah, a woman. Uh, I was like, what can you, what can you go in the bathroom and tell me what's going on in there? She goes, yeah. And, and she goes, they had essential oils. They had like aroma, th- aroma therapy going on through there. They were playing <laughs> I love, soothing like, what's music. in your bathroom? Yeah, because like, I was like, I have. The I don't want to go back to the boat. I want to stay in the bathroom. Now. I literally would have watched the Sixers game all night. <laughs> like, <laughs> I actually love the whole like like excessive hospitality thing. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Like, well, the bathroom attendants play two different roles. They play yeah. they play uh, watching people from like throwing up, or especially in like depending on the bar you're at. Yeah. They do that uh, if it's a really bad place. People like doing drugs in the bathroom right, and stuff like yeah. that. A really bad place. Or I guess it doesn't even <laughs> matter. Yeah, the people on the a boat. Bad yeah, place. <laughs> people on a boat too. Um, or just like providing that like nice nice service, just being an extension of the uh, richness of the environment you're in. Um, I don't think they're 100 percent necessary. But I don't think they're entirely useless. No, they're so not. So I'm going to veto that. This, is, this, this whole pee, thing gonna... was a counter-argument for bathroom attendants being not useless. Yeah, no. We, we I think we decided that bathroom attendants, you know, the world would be better if we had more of them, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> next time I pee, there's not going to be a guy in there. So, so your joke alone. just ultimately turned into, oh, wow, yeah, a that's, realization. That's my problem is that I value labor intrinsically most of the time. That's what I'm saying. A cathartic revelation. Yeah, exactly. But look, all right, so what's what's a useless job? What's a I job had that, like, one. I had one, but I, don't, I can't think of what <laughs> it was. Mailman. Ah, fuck. No. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, doctor. Hedge, Shit. <laughs> hedge fund manager. Uh CEO. I'm trying to think of something benign, but that's uh, but like no, it's got to be more. Spe- Do you want me to say mine? Go yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know we have a presidential election every four years, right? Right. Hopefully, I gotta vote. In one so of those, those <laughs> <laughs> all those political science majors, they're like cicadas. 
They right. come out every fucking four years to hyper-analyze the presidential elections. They give, you know, statistics on who's more likely to win the primaries, who's more likely to win this, who's more likely to win that. Why like the fuck do you exist? <laughs> so pundits, that's fair. Uh, you could, you, <laughs> could get, you could get actual, you know, probability majors, statistic majors, people that run, like, markets, do hedge fund stuff. You can get them to analyze, you know, the probabilities of, oh, who wins what state, you know what I mean? Judging by the amount of people there, you know what I mean? And whether it's Democratic or Republican. But those people on CNN, NBC, they come out every, I promise you, you don't, you don't see these people outside the four fucking years (laughs) that you're just like, oh wait, that's that guy during that Mitt Romney election that said that he would win and now he didn't. Wait, now he's telling me that this this person's going to, well, that's the other thing is I think you're talking about Nate Silver and I agree. I think Nate Silver is wrong. (laughs) I like, I think he knows a good amount about baseball. What the fuck do they do outside of those, you know? Those I think for that it's just a personality thing, because I mean you could say the same thing about fucking influencers. Like, yeah, but at least influencers are are impacting every like style, fashion. That's a good point. You know, on a regular basis from day, and to they're day. impacting you know racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I do, I do think uh, I don't know why you talking about pundits made me think of of like marketing i don't know i hate commercials though i don't think marketing is bad like the the skills oh you're really coming after joey here the skills you need to market something is is good but like i I just think there i think i think there are it's it's funny because like i i'm looking for work right now that like necessarily like requires me to be able to like be good at marketing you know what i mean because like it's just it's just a good skill to have to like make your service or product look attractive to another person I think the the act of making a product looking attractive to buy to a commercial consumer is unethical and is is it just it's just counterintuitive to the to the system we have going, you know. The 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 shit's supposed to sell itself is what I'm trying to say. Isn't the whole idea of capitalism whoever's got the best fucking product apple, you yeah, buy no. that apple, whoever's got the best set of Crocs you buy those. No, no, no. no, it, no it's not. it's whatever it's looks a, best. Yeah, it's about who can make the most noise about the one you make, yeah, you know. Yeah. Who, and who can do that is the if you never hear about budget. something, how could you possibly buy it? That's that's what like that's what really. Which is why marketing in itself is not like I don't think that's ridiculous to say that marketing is like a is is like well, inherently that's bad. Like, it's well, not. <laughs> if you want a good burger, where do you go? Do you go to McDonald's or do you go to the mom and pop store store in Delaware? You always know what I mean? go to the mom and pop. Well, the, Exa- the thing is, ten to- is, I didn't. I always thought about this, and I could not figure it out until like I started getting into marketing, where it was like I would see if you ever drive ninety five. There are a million fucking lawyer fucking yeah. things. and Or even like uh, Pon Lahecki, the uh, official sponsor of the Eagles. I'm like, why the fuck are these people sponsoring the Eagles? I don't know who the fuck these are or what they do. Or oh, anything. you're saying on the giant billboards? On the giant billboards and stuff. And oh. I'm like sitting here, I'm like, why are they paying for this? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I guess like, yeah, if I get in a fucking accident or something and I need a lawyer, I've heard of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's, it's you, you've seen those it's, catchy, you know, and I never uh, realized that that's a billboard too. Stores, like like workplace joke, injury but... lawyers. Yeah, and it, like you, you're like, oh wait, you know, I saw this dude with this catchy ass tone. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But it was catch. But then you but do it was because it was catchy. Yeah, not because he's the best on the market. No. Right, exactly. But because you recognize the tone. You know and, I mean? and that's why. And like. And like. Yeah. If you. If you. What, what do you think the most uh, expensive spot is on Google? For like advertising, I can tell you what it used to be, and it probably still is now. Mesothelioma lawyers. 
That's the most expensive Man, thing you can advertise for. If, if you want to be one of the first results when people Google mesothelioma, like accident lawyer, that's like two grand a click. It's a lot. That's and, 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 and yeah, it has nothing to do with how good I am. It just I just paid for this on Google to like you Which, see me first. I, I mean, to be fair, in a way, that kind of does have to do with how good you are because if you're very good, you can afford. Exactly. But that's, that's not, not always Not true. always, yeah, not exactly. always the you case, know, like, but... Like, like with the example that you had with McDonald's versus mom and pop, you know, it's like, well, McDonald's always has the worst burger, but they also always have more commercials. So it's like, you know, you, you can't always say money, the, the money, most equals, popular product or the most marketed product quality. is the best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's my issue is that when I, when I think in my head about, about the graph of like, here's the supply, here's the demand. And you er, er, and you have this demand graph. It, like advertising, all it does is that it just shifts demand up without actually making anything better. You're just making people want garbage, and like that's like that's bad. I think that's a bad thing to like convince people that yeah you know, to buy inferior products. You know, yeah, especially when it's good shit. Especially when it's like a, a shit that like really matters. You know, or buy to buy opioids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or using those. Yeah, exactly. Like it's. It sucks. <laughs> well, well, I think I think drugs is more based in capitalism than capitalism is based in capitalism. Because when you buy bad drugs and people find out, you're done. <laughs> oh, you mean you mean you're like from a drug oh, this dealer. is yeah, this you, is good yeah, shit. Yeah, you go buy it from this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean the, the the mechanizations of if you have a shit product, go somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the the, the illegal drug market has more uh, elasticity to it than <laughs> than you know the the fucking insulin market. Yeah, just because you, <laughs> you, know? just because oh, you sell all your insulin, different... I'm gonna go get the oh, there's no other insulin. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, like whatever works the best is generally gonna be. What's the most expensive? Yeah. Not just with illegal drugs, but with regular drugs, too. I mean, there's a lot of insulin substitutes <laughs> that aren't good, um, mm-hmm. that are a lot cheaper over the counter. Some don't even require a prescription. But if you want the real thing, the way, the thing that works the best, you're going to pay the most money for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel that way about Oreos versus Hydrox. I'm never fucking... <laughs> never fucking I'm not saying Hydrox that, was first! <laughs> was. I'm, not, I'm not saying that, like... You should be paying X amount of money for a certain product, right? Well, it, it's also funny uh, where what's interesting if you notice, have you, if you we talk about store brand stuff, um, private label brands are made from the exact same people who make the name brand stuff. Yeah, uh, I know this from the work that I do, uh, and I know this just. But from let me ask you: research. Is it the same quality of product? Yes. Hmm. Well, it depends on the product, but. Specifically, I can tell you right now, um, for medicine, yes. Uh, the fucking CVS brand, CVS Health uh, Motrin that you're buying is, is the exact same thing yeah. as the Claritin yeah. you're buying or whatever. Those aren't the two same the two same drugs. But um, they're, they're made with the exact same ingredients and they do the exact same thing. There is no difference in those drugs. They, the only difference is, number one... The uh, the markup, or you're actually better off also for the the person you're buying it from, especially if you're buying it from an independent store. Their um, what's it called? Their markup mm-hmm. is significantly better. Their margins are significantly better on the products. Uh, so you're helping them by giving them more money than give than that's going uh to the manufacturer or to the distributor. But two, you're saving a lot of money because it's like significantly cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's the exact same shit exact same shit and i and i 
know this because I sell them. <laughs> yeah, and, and you don't even need to like have the insider baseball to like know this shit. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. there's fucking you can look at the package. There's, and, there, and there's also like there's like there's like store brand orange juice versus like tropic like it's juice. It's from juice. an orange. It's juice There's an one orange. ingredient. What else could there be? Nothing. Like that's mm-hmm. it. Well, so it's like why it's levels and preservatives and stuff like that. But like if you got, but like you, you can find in a supermarket like the same like advertised product of juice, like not from concentrate. This is orange juice, and another bottle of this is orange juice too, and then like one's more expensive than the other. And it's, it's the, same the whole amount. thing between like organic foods and regular foods. There's yeah, really one goes not bad that much faster. of a difference to warrant one being two dollars more right, than the other. Right, but those are both just different marketing buzzwords. That's just blast processing yeah. for the sake of genesis. You know, it's bullshit. To but make but you that sell goes shit. into like marketing. It's it's almost pointless to the sense like the product should just determine the value of it, not the people. Well, there is a difference of like if a product is better, and but no one knows about it. I think you really get in trouble when you start when marketing becomes like you're no longer uh, amplifying the like the qualities of the product or the the uses of the product. You're just like garnering noise. You know, you're just making a caveman or a lizard commercial. When you say when you say I put this much amount of money in it and I get this much out of it, yeah, like you know those old timey cereal commercials where it just talks about like the fucking nutritional label of the cereal and it's just like a person eating it like that's fine you know what's wrong with that it's not so bad no, it's <laughs> wrong with it. it's no, nothing's, trying to, nothing's trying to steal those cereal to let kids know that it's desirable <laughs> but then you but then <laughs> you see cartoon. like the cartoon b with the honey nut cheerios like be happy be healthy exactly it yeah see you know that more than you've probably had honey nut cheerios over the course of your life but you bring up a good point it's like is there a difference between like you know a guy in a fucking three-piece suit with a blank background just like talking about the nutrition label versus you know a cartoon character doing it right know, like with kids and you know they're playing and of course it's very different i do think and, and i do think it's still fine to have some amount of sensationalism to it you know i think it's still fine to employ rhetorical techniques to try to convince people but like it's at a certain point it gets ridiculous. When you get the Jake from State Farm, it gets ridiculous. You know, when you yeah. get to like we've seen like any commercial you watch right now, we've gone too far. Yeah, like, it's, it it's going ridiculous right yeah. now. Like we are not advertising shit. We're just trying to like get attention on us. You know, and it's like that. What a fucking joke. dog shit. Yeah. What a joke. It sucks. Like, yeah. You know. And how's anyone supposed to compete? How's anyone supposed to make a better cereal and be like, buy me? And it's like, you can't, you know? Because, <laughs> you know, you're, how the fuck are you going to get on a shelf? I, I still can't understand. Like, what, so, so what's your what's your most useless job dude, here? I have no, I can't remember what it was. I genuinely cannot remember what it was. Do you want me to, like, think one for you? <laughs> I mean, if you want to, go for it. Um, I was going to I was gonna say a movie critic. <laughs> I would say that's it's tough, but I can see where you're coming from in uh, um, in today's world. I can see that being I less agree, but relevant only because I don't think that like acts of expression or analysis need to be a uh, a critic, a, a, a career, critique. a career like it, like I. But the problem is, I think everyone should eat. I think everyone should pay their bills. Yeah. Like, I do think that like movie critics should be able to get paid. I just wish that they didn't need to make. Like it's just it, it's kind of like the matter with the like the Spotify shit. They shouldn't have as much value as they do. <laughs> I don't think they do though. Like what? what like what's the, like not anymore, right? It, like, it, it, well, I'm not saying like in the same in the same vein as you. Like I'm not saying that they don't deserve to get paid. They deserve to get paid. Everyone deserves to get paid a living wage. 
but I don't think they should be cooked up to all that they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's because a lot that at goes the end of the day, that. ultimately, it's just another person watching a movie, just and like telling you, you what to think about and it. form their opinions. Yes, they might have more knowledge in cinematography mm-hmm. and that's the only thing I industry. give them is that they do. But like at the end of the day, when I'm on, but Rotten, does that impact your viewership? When I'm on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm looking at both scores as opposed to just exactly one. audience and, scores and and, and if scores. the audience well, score outweighs the critic score by a significant amount then i'm going to care about that audience well score. there's a difference between rotten tomatoes and a movie critic right you know like well there's movie critics on rotten tomatoes yeah like there's sure. a collection sure. of them sure yeah but like but I, but I guess what i mean is it's uh no no critic on rotten tomatoes is like is like the drum like i don't know if there is like a drummed up like uh fancy movie critic that like these days there's no like Eber there's no like named one or, that you can think i don't of. know yeah that's what i mean like uh but i feel like also like we're also not in that scene well like i feel fair. like not in, not in, in the individual senses in like people but we have the the you know the emmys the oh i can well, talk about like that until the, 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 the cows come home They're, they yeah. fucking suck yeah yeah, yeah right. I, I hate it, reward, it's politically shows. fueled and stuff like that. it's it's almost a dilution not just of politically it, it fueled but like be. yeah i think the, i think the aim of them is is stupid as well it's like just they're because also you just name... more marketing it's just, exactly <laughs> maybe we switch it to the people that work at the fucking emmys <laughs> yeah fuck you emmys <laughs> yeah i agree with that fuck i i it's what 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 is what does an award from the Emmys do to your viewing of a movie? You know, like because at least like a, a movie critic, like they give an analysis, they give writing, you know, they give like an explanation, you know, like an accolade. I just don't give a shit about. I don't care about how many trophies. A movie yeah, has. It, ultimately, it comes down to like, well, why did you pick this? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, we all know that no academy picks a movie because it's the best one or because they think it's the most deserving. No. Like, there's so much more at play than that. That like why why even care about them about their opinion you know yeah. that's why I think real movie critics are kind of important so people who are just like you these know, pointless just, the board for the Emmys or whatever it is racks in over I think it's like five million dollars a year each one of them individually to do what <laughs> there are people who have podcasts that do exactly what they do and probably better <laughs> yeah like to do what honestly. It's the same, I don't mean to like kind of delve into a little bit more political stuff, but like the board for Black Lives Matters, a lot of them are, make a lot of money to do a lot of speaking events and stuff like that. But ultimately, what do they do differently than any other one person that supports that movement? Well, you got, you got to also think about the, uh, the, uh, the, the goals of each movement in, in term in terms of like why they're valuable you know like like i, I think, guess i guess the social movement is a lot different than a movement that's what I, than a, like, than that's a what movie I mean. like, the black lives matter industry movie, they, like they they uh, they aim to accomplish something that i think would make the world a better place in in chasing to do so i don't think the emmys are pursuing anything that makes anything better you know it's just it's yeah just, it's, it's just, just it's like just serving themselves in perpetuity of just like yeah. hey, every year we have the emmys and you can look forward to the emmys every year and who's going to win the emmys next year or the oscars or well the- and that's the other thing too is now with movies and stuff like that it does i don't know maybe they i don't know what if this is the right one but like now movies are just and, and we bitch about this all the time they're just fucking sequels or based on other ips like there's no like <laughs> Original ideas. Uh, Cam, yeah. Cam, you do bring up a kind of a good point. Uh, executives, you know, what do executives do? <laughs> like sincerely, because there's the generally time. like when a cabinet they're... or a board that supports the or the marketing division or stuff like that that almost just does it for you. It's like the president's a scapegoat, right? 
ultimately it's it's the board, the Senate, the Congress that makes all the big decisions. Yeah. Well, no, there's been the, the fucking number of executive actions with each yeah. president every year. It's only going to get more and more and more. And that's yeah, because right. the president isn't just a figurehead position. I'm not like saying all presidents of all companies are useless. That's mm-hmm. not true. So, especially smaller businesses. Oh, that's actually a good, good answer I didn't think of. The president. I think that's a useless job. And I, I, I stand by that. <laughs> that should not be one job. <laughs> are you kidding me? How is that one job? We have a whole house. We have a whole Senate. We get one guy that decides like who it's, we drone. He's just a, <laughs> yeah, he's just a, it's just a scapegoat. You know what yeah. I mean? But they still have that power. They still get to make those decisions. Like Just because like there are other checks and balances in place doesn't mean they can't go past those. Like The executive right. a- order has and just expanded beyond all belief in scope. The, like the just... same thing applies to big corporate companies like Amazon, like Walmart, like Yahoo. Like, all those big executives don't really make the decisions. Yeah, of course. There's a board to handle all those things. So, honestly, I guess you'd say executives are pretty useless. I mean, they just make the money and then sort of hand it off to other people, which I guess is doing work. It's definitely one of the most glutted industries, I think. Because you also have to keep in mind that, like, you know, if you want to give your buddy a job that doesn't really do that much, where do you think they're going to get? You know, they're going to yeah. get a job that doesn't do anything. <laughs> you know, like they're going to get an executive position or, or something. <laughs> I don't know. I think we would have seen that happen before. <laughs> do you know that? It's literally a fucking, like, <laughs> like, po- like a political term. What was it called? Uh, uh, nepotism. No, no show job. No oh, show. I thought it was nepotism. Well, yeah, nepotism. <laughs> That's how you get the no show job. But a no show job is literally like you're on the payroll and it's like, has he ever come into the office? No. <laughs> no, in some circles, no, that, that's usually the IT guy at whatever company. I was just saying, in some at. circles, that's known as the dream. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so if you if you're working a no show job right now, you're doing it. You're killing. You're, it. Honestly, you. yeah. <laughs> keep doing, doing what you're doing because you're not doing much. Unless you're like, you know, an asshole. <laughs> Unless you have actual people that are depending on you. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. A lot of the people who get like no show jobs are like, you know, like pieces of shit who like do favors for people. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> like that's like the thing. All right, Tyler, take us home. What I don't, th- I still don't think we know what your topic is. No, I still don't think I know. Um, well, damn, we're at a. Minute. I think I might need a little help. Or an on this hour? One. Are you gonna, don't don't do it. I can't. I can't think of a topic. I hate this so much. I think I know someone who might. I hate this. I'm so gonna much. use my lifeline, Joey. I guess three. I haven't used any yet while recording a podcast. Are we going to see Tyler dial in? I'm going to phone a friend. So I, is there anything legal I have to do with this? Or, like, they have to agree to a pin on the show? I'll let you Google that, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> is Pennsylvania a one? Yeah. Steven. What's up? Uh, I need your help. I'm currently on an episode of Hop Topic, and I need to answer a question for what is my topic. Are you ready? Okay. We also yes. need your consent to record this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have my consent. The clock is yeah. ticking, please. Okay. You need a, so, you need a topic? I need a topic. Okay. The suspense is killing me. What's that? Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Yes, a topic. A hop one, if you well, can. I would lose my shit if he uh, gave us a topic that we already Google, did. And I want you to uh, look up a uh, list of uh, WWE 24-7 champions. Okay. And I want you to just read the name to have won that. Okay. Thank you so much, Joe. Or, yeah. Steve.
Well, you heard it here first. My topic is a comprehensive list of WWE's 24-7 champions. So what does that go- mean? Well, the 24-7 championship is a belt on WWE that you have to defend at all hours of the day. You can lose it at any time. <laughs> You're as saying some like, motherfucker can show up at your house and be like, hey, yo. If a ref is there to count it, yes, <laughs> that is what that means. It. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of a spirit. Uh, you know what would know be fucking incredible? If they didn't do this, I'd be so angry. And I know they didn't. If the WWE had this fucking title and this and fucking Kane shows up to Stone Cold Steve Austin's house and goes, motherfucker, I'm coming for your belt. And he goes, where's your ref, motherfucker? And uh, he turns around and Stone Cold's wife takes off her shirt. <laughs> it's a fucking ref. Guy. Dude, no, they, they've done this as a spiritual successor to the Hardcore Championship. Which okay. That was defended 24-7 as well. It was just called Hardcore Championship. So what does that mean? Like, like Because that's ridiculous. Like, why are they not just constantly defending? it then what do you mean like the, like they, a guy could just come up to you and say hey i want your belt yeah why did that not just constantly happen what was their it reason did. it did that's why that's why like there would be constant like backstage stuff where you're like there's a guy like like i'll tell you uh the, i'm talking about the hardcore championship i know more about that because it's when i paid more attention um they had a, a wrestlemania a rest, uh fuck uh, i'm gonna look so stupid now uh, which oh god you're 17 or 2000 i forget it, i should know the difference but anyways they they defended the world the hardcore championship throughout the entire night. In between matches, they would show throw it back. All right, the current hardcore champion Christian, he's got to get out of here before someone gets that belt off him. And he was like running away, and like somebody he's about to run through a door, and someone like slams the door shut and knocks him out and pins him. And now she's the champion. She's got to get out of here before. And like you know, it, it goes right up until like you know the, the there's the getaway a car outside, and it changes hands like. Five times over the night, you know. <laughs> I'm just hungry, man. I'm sorry. Cam just texted me, "Order pizza?" Question mark. <laughs> when we finish this podcast, you're free to go get whatever food you fucking want. One of want, the man. best uh, segments. All right, uh, man. Crash okay, Holly. Guess I'll go do Crash that. Crash Holly was the hardcore championship and defended many times uh, via backstage segment and shit. One of the best ones is when he defended it in an arcade, and it was so fun. Like he like he like slides down the slide, and the cameraman slides down after him and shit. And like, oh, it's so funny. That's the Reddit uh, yeah. praise the cameraman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who we got for for twenty. So I need to know. I need to know who the longest reigning. Yeah. Twenty four seven champion. Who the long? Is. Okay, so let's call it twenty four seven. So this is just King of the Hill. Kind of. <laughs> yes. Kind yes. of. Raining. This is nuts. Imagine like running around, dude. This is like that. You can never turn your look on, look over your shoulder. Like it's always there. It Ooh, follow. It's just current. it follows. Oh no, it's a current in real life. If, <laughs> eventually, it'll come for you. Eventually, it'll get <laughs> yeah. <you. laughs> it follows. Yeah. Oh, here we go. There have been 142 officially recognized reigns between 48 different people. Okay. So there have been 48, 48 people. There's so been... two days. Yeah, but it's exchanged hands 142 times. Uh, Yes. Yes. That's, exchanged hands that's fucking times. nuts. So, so let, me, let me just Our look truth up. has the most title reigns. He has, had the really? belt. he has won the, t- the title 52 times. So he has lost it 52 times. <laughs> like this shit changes that's hands. That's nuts. So he, he makes up over... Over over a third, thirty yeah, yeah thirty three percent. Like just people. just yes. to put this to perspective, at the time of writing this in twenty January twenty twenty one, the WWE Championship has seen a one hundred and thirty nine title changes <laughs> <laughs> since nineteen sixty three. 
I can't see what the longest reign of it is. I'm looking for that. I've also seen uh, non-wrestlers to have held the title. Uh, uh, <laughs> what NBA, the fuck? NBA player Ennis Cantor. I don't, I don't, don't know who that is. I don't is. know NBA, no. sorry. Uh, or your name if I mispronounced it. Uh, let's see. Uh, WWE senior account manager Michael uh, Giaccio. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Fucking NASCAR Cup Series driver Kyle Bush, Fuck NFL this. player Rob Gronkowski. Of course, Rob. <laughs> that, make, that makes perfect of sense. Of course, Rob. <laughs> and he, oh my God, he has the fucking longest reign. Oh, oh, and uh, and uh, Bad Bunny. Bad who, Bunny. Who has, has won the longest the, reign? Rob Gronkowski. Wait, really? <laughs> Wait, really? Sixty-seven or sixty-eight? We don't know. Wait, what? What do you mean he has a sixty-seven, sixty-eight? So I have the first champion. Days. First champion is Titus O'Neil. Most okay. reigns is our truth of fifty-two. Rob Gronkowski has the longest reign of 67 or 68. Oh, 67 or 68 what? <laughs> 68 days. 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 Oh. days. Held it for, almost for, <laughs> for a little over two months. Shortest reign is Tucker yep. with four seconds. Four seconds. <laughs> which, means, which means he had one second before one, two, three. <laughs> three, three of the seconds of his reign was being pinned. <laughs> That is a good joke. That is the, that is good on that's all, and that's been the whole point of the twenty four seven championship. It's like the comedy belt, you know. Oh, it's Kelly Kelly that. won it. Really? That she is the lightest champion. Oh, I don't know. Kelly Kelly still worked. Okay. Me either. <laughs> um, oldest champion Pat Patterson, seventy eight years old, one hundred eighty four days. Youngest was Bad Bunny, <laughs> at twenty six. The title was unveiled by Mick Foles, Mick Foley on the uh, Nick Foles. Oh, but uh, here it says that Bad Bunny held it for three forty-three days. I wonder what that. No, that says tw- how old he is. Oh. Twenty-six years <laughs> and three hundred and forty-three okay. days. That makes sense. This is a wild fuck. A hu- More people have held this title than have held the WWE Championship. Yeah, yeah. More people. <laughs> which yeah gives you an idea of how it's absolutely uh, crazy he, <laughs> so he our truth is the longest also combined reign at 425 days uh <laughs> which is really funny 415 days as recognized by the wwe <laughs> wwe loves making up their own fake the exact the reason it says 67 or 68 for robs is because the exact date of when he won the title is not known but the WWE recognizes reign as lasting 57 days due to tape delay, which is still the longest. Only other 13 people, <laughs> only 13 people have held the title for longer than a day. <laughs> yep, that's, that's, the, that's the whole point. The, the, the belt, for the most part, like you pick like one main guy to like have the belt like always circle around. They drop it all the time. Still, like 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 you know, our uh, truth was their guy for that for a long time. Like, yeah. He was like the twenty four seven guy, basically. Like Shelton Benjamin and Bad Bunny are the only two people I recognize on this list. Sean Benjamin's lit. Like, I fucking love Sean Benjamin. He, he's gotten uh, he's gotten a lot better booked ever since. Um, Cause like they gave uh, they 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 gave MVP like a whole stable to like manage. He's in that with Bobby Lashley and uh, I think uh, another guy or two. But um, is he still wrestling? Sean Benjamin? Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, Jesus he is. Christ! Not very surprising though if you remember how fucking lit he was when he in two thousand. I mean, I do, but I, I he was you... one of the most like athletic people. Like, well, on that's the a, damn that's show. the reason is because he would do like the he he like revolutionized one of the first ladder matches. Where like he put the ladder against another ladder and then ran up the ladder. Yeah, he, he could do awesome spots like and that. And like and how are you still breathing? You probably <laughs> saw this spot a million so times because I think it was part of the like the intro to Raw or whatever, but like 
him springboarding off the ropes, going across like the entire fucking ring and getting sweet chin music by Shawn Michaels out yeah. of midair. That was a huge moment. And like, yeah, he, he was one of the only guys in the company who could possibly do he's, that. He's the one that made he's not small. that thing possible in the game. Because he was the first <laughs> he was the first person to put like all the ladder stuff together and do like stuff with ladder matches where like I remember it was one WWE game where he came in, like you could finally do the things that you saw him do. Mm-hmm. They put it into the game because he did it. Yeah. And it was because of him. It was and had one of the most admirable defenses in the Master Lock Challenge that I've ever seen. Oh so I don't like, even know what that is. You <laughs> remember Chris Masters? Oh, the God. Masterpiece? Yeah, I do remember the Masterpiece. <laughs> I love Chris Masters. You remember, uh, you remember Carmelo? <laughs> yeah. The, Carme- uh, Wait. Car- with Car- is it Carmelo? What is his name? Um, a guy or a girl? It's a guy. Oh. He, uh, oh. I don't know. He did. Uh, he did the apple. Carlito. Carlito. Of course, I remember Carlito. Carlito. I, have a, I have his T-shirt. Carlito's cabana. Fucking that's Steve. that's like Cam's corner. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Cam's cabana. That's sick. No, I fucking love Carlito, and he's friends with Chris Masters too. They I still believe, are. I believe it because they're, they're both mid card guys in WWE and never went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so they got along great. <laughs> when they had uh, Carlito back. For like a Legends Night or whatever. I know Carlito, a fucking legend. <laughs> a legend, night. of course. Carlito, the spit in your face guy. No, yeah, he he, he um when he when he was got when he came back, he was just tweeting about. It. He's like, so great to be back in WWE. Hope they eventually get Chris Masters back here. It's like, what a what a bro, you know, just trying to get his buddy a job. Yeah, <laughs> Not what a fucking. Just bro. trying to plug his friend. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to get him a paycheck. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like all the mid carters that I do remember. I remember Renee Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Uh, would you consider uh, Mark Henry a mid-carter? Yeah, I'd um, say so. At the part when you well, watched, probably. He uh, did win a lot of He won. A a, lot I don't things. remember him. He, he, he was like upper mid-card, probably, because he had been in the business for, for a while. Like, when pe- I watched, People know that name. Yeah, like, exactly. If you, say, if you say Mark Henry, he's like, the, oh. Yeah, he definitely wasn't a top guy, you know? I don't... Actually, I don't know if he's ever been... What was, uh, what was the guy who was with, with JBL? It was like Orlando... Orlando Jordan. Orlando the only guy I remember is like Chris Jericho. Yeah, he bo- he bullied the, the shit out of that guy, which the is list. unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. JBL is a big piece of shit, but he is a good I, entertainer. I love JBL. He's a great entertainer. He is. He is. Look, great. it's Sting. That's not a. That's not Sting. That's a picture of Sting. If you've never seen his fucking one intro that goes on for like five minutes, he just slowly walks out into the ring. Everyone's booing him because he's heel. He's always been heel. Everyone fucking hates him, and like he just stands there. His shitty theme is just on loop, like because it's it's definitely ended. It's not that long, and like. <laughs> He raises his arm and like an unnecessary amount of fireworks just light up the air. Everyone's still booing. He like puts his. He's not smiling at all. He's scowling the whole time, just like just staring holes into the crowd. And he raises his arm again, and more fireworks go off, and it keeps playing his fucking theme. Everyone just wants it to fucking get it over with. They keep booing him, but it won't end. It's so fucking funny. Oh, I love it so much. I love he- I, I love a good heel. And I love. I, I really because like there's a lot of. I feel like he wasn't he wasn't always cheap heat though. Like there were a lot of cheap heat that he had, but like a lot of it was pretty well. Oh, oh no, like no, he he was a good wrestler. Like he was good at at, at making the crowd hate him. Like yeah, I mean he did. He he did like the the whole racist stuff, but that's because he was legitimately racist. Yeah, like, he was a piece yeah. of shit. Like you know, like I'm not. I don't think he ever did any of that as like a cheap trick. It's just. It was, he was acting like who he was, and who he is is a bad man. But it makes See, a good like, entertainer. You know what I will say is, like, the thing that pisses me off about, like, now WWE and trying to get into now WWE is I remember when I tried to, like, in college, like, senior year of college, like, 2016, 
It was like Roman Reigns and everything. And I, my friend gave me her WWE network password. So I was like watching all this stuff and trying to catch up with everything. But I remember one of my favorite like battles was JBL John Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like <laughs> they faced off at a WrestleMania or something. 21, and I think. 21. And before the WrestleMania 21 hit, they had like this montage of everything that happened mm-hmm. between them from John Cena getting arrested in the middle of stage to him spray painting the, the limousine yeah. to like, <laughs> all, like lighting the, uh, the, uh, spinning United States title on fire, like mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Just like, you got to see the greatest hits of this bout and why they're fighting and, and that's everything. that's the thing that WWE And they don't is, do it anymore. They're still good at the video package thing. They are I, still good at that. I did when I tried to watch like I watched uh, um the, that's why I started with the uh, a uh, pay-per-view because I was like if I start with a pay-per-view, it'll give me recaps mm-hmm. of everything that I missed watching right. like Raw week to week or whatever. And I didn't get anything. It was just and now Roman Reigns versus this guy. And I was like, I don't know why I'm supposed to care or who I'm supposed to root for. Well, a big problem, uh, a big problem is, is Roman Reigns in general. But. Well, no, Roman's like, because Roman now is really great. Like the whole problem with Roman was never with Roman. It was with the, how the company managed him. They wanted him to be faced. Nobody wanted him to be faced. They should have just fucking turned him heel. And they wouldn't do it because they were like, no, he's our guy. He's going to be the, our big baby face. We're going to build all our products, market all around him. Like, we're going to make him the face and we'll, the fans will just fall in line. You know, they'll like who we tell them to like, and it never happened. No. And now he's heel and people like him and it's good, but like, yeah, it's, it's a bit too late. And, um, and another reason that you might not have gotten the package is because, uh, WWE doesn't know how to book long term like at all anymore. And then, I believe it. And, like literally the show gets written the day of like every fucking week. Like, you're like, cause like nothing is set in stone until Vince approves it. And Vince loves to change shit the day of or last minute or whatever. Like you'll have segments, especially on the TV show. You'll have segments where like people are just handed their, their what they're supposed to say. And they're like, all right, film go. And it's like, that's ridiculous. Like, how are you supposed to sound convincing in that amount of time? Like, not everyone is the fucking rock, you know? Who can just, like, make your horrible writing, like, sound (laughs) funny, you know? No one can say candy ass and, like, have it, and and Rudy too, or Rudy Poo, or whatever, like, and and have it go over unless you're really charismatic. And, like, they just don't have anyone. And, 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 And another thing is that they don't let people be charismatic. They don't let people, like act like themselves they're yeah. like oh you have to say it like this so you have to do it like that like it's not a lot of creative they think control. they know best yeah, yeah they have a lot of creative control they don't give it over to the wrestlers in an industry where most of the creative control is held by the performers and not held by who manages them so i'm looking at this right now because uh, I, w- I want to try to find something, but I wanted to see what are all of the championships that were ever in the WWE. Because mm-hmm. you know there are some ridiculous belts <laughs> out there that they probably made. But one thing I'm immediately noticing is Roman Reigns is the Universal Champion. Yeah, they did that now. They, what they, the uh, fuck is that? So there's no heavyweight the, champion? No, they got rid of weight, like the whole weight class uh, branding. I guess that makes they, sense. But Universal Champion sounds Yeah, to be stupid. fair, it's not like... But like yeah, like in AEW, they don't call it the heavyweight champion, but they call it the AEW World Championship. It's still like it still sounds like a pretty traditional in terms of a name, but like, yeah, they're trying to. They love marketing their WWE universe. That's what they call their their fans. They decided they <laughs> they, they love talking about like uh, yeah. They, they still have two belts. I don't know what the other one's called. Um, 
like there, but there's a Raw champion and a SmackDown champion. There's still yeah, two shows. The, the, the tag team you know. ones and everything like that. Yeah, yeah but, but they, they still have the, have the, the United States, singles. the United States champion and the Intercontinental. Yeah, they still have the mid card titles. Yeah, I actually I don't know if they have both. They probably still have both. Um, they do have the Sheamus is the United States champion. Okay. Um, here are here are the ones that are no longer exist. We have the WWF North American World uh, Heavyweight Championship, which is um quite the. Uh, specific <laughs> fucking championship. Uh, the million dollar champion, the uh, WWE Divas champion. Yeah, they retired uh, that when they got the the women's championship. WWE Universal, WWE Hardcore, WWE Raw, and SmackDown champion. Uh, that was a thing. Cruiserweight. I remember they no longer have the Intercontinental. Oh yeah, champion. they've they've completely nuked the cruiserweight division, which is a very foolish thing to do when you consider how popular people like Rey Mysterio were. Yeah, and like, how popular cruiserweights are in general. It is ridiculous. Vince thinks that people want to see big men wrestle. He's right, but that's not the only kind of like people high flying shit. Yeah, yeah. People love to see backflips. People love to see four fifties flashes. Fucking Hurricane Ranas. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was the first thing I put. I made every single custom wrestler I made in <laughs> WWE. Yeah, you're, they're all going to fucking do Hurricane Rana. <laughs> if they're not jumping around doing ridiculous shit, I'm not playing this game. <laughs> all right, Cam, I think we've successfully alienated you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Though, uh, sorry, my, my guest, uh, I guess, thought that you knew more about wrestling. My, my phone of friend yeah, thought you knew more about wrestling. No, that. it was fine. It was, it was fun <laughs> to hear, like, all the weird-ass people that have held, like, a King of the Hill belt. <laughs> I just like picturing this nonstop fight happening, like just twenty four seven behind the scenes. <laughs> I feel like, like I've seen a lot of that. Where like there's the bedpan, the infamous bedpan. That one's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, there's my favorite was um when was it John Ding. Cena threw Kurt Angle with a broken like everything through a wall. I fucking he's just like because I think he was like GM or one point and he was like really fucking over John Cena but he was like in a like he was in like a wheelchair with a cast from like waist down and John Cena was like are you fucking kidding me and he picked him up and threw him through a fucking wall <laughs> um I'm trying to think of like other backstage stuff that the, I remember there's always the beer truck or milk truck thing oh yeah he had Coors the, Light a famous one I always remember the well, dude Steve like Walser. tearing down the cardboard door <laughs> <laughs> and like punching holes through it. It is really funny whenever they're like, oh my god, they're going to go through the set. <laughs> I love when they go through a wall that was clearly just built. It's like, oh, there goes that wall that we always love so much. <laughs> and the wall that's this, always there. <laughs> in the stadium that we're only at once every two, uh, six months or something. <laughs> well, nowadays it's a little different because of yeah. COVID, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you remember, Um, do, do, I'm going to bring it to a game real fast. Do you guys remember SmackDown Here Comes the Pain? Yeah, I know of the game, but I don't remember. I didn't Dude, play that one that much. That one's the one I played the absolute most. I think it had Brock Lesnar on the cover. And they had the most robust backstage fucking mechanics. Oh, uh, you know what? Game. I wish Steve were here because he would actually... I think this is the one. I think this is the one that he's he's talked about before where it's like it's ridiculous like, the amount you, of stuff there is. You, it's so... Like, I remember you go in... You play a hardcore match or whatever the game was. And there's like this little upside down blue pyramid... If you go to it, you click it, everyone gets transported backstage, and the backstage is like this multi-level fucking, there's trash cans, There's you can throw <laughs> a fucking trash can lid at a human being, and then there are like two other rooms, and one of them is like a changing room with like all these like naked pictures of the divas, because they had to do that, yeah. all in this one thing, and you can like break walls and everything, and then there's another one, and you just keep 
fucking going until you're literally in the middle of Times Square. You can climb up a fucking <laughs> helicopter, and if you're in a helicopter, they can throw a fucking uh, trash can lid at you to knock you off that. Like it was the you most. Know game, you know, you know, people talk about that video game more than they talk about any 2K game. Yeah, you know, like the, like they could. There's stuff that people want out of wrestling video games, and they just you could like you could like it. turn a fucking like heat thing. And, like, steam would come out. You could pick someone up with a fucking motorcycle and just drag them around. Like, it... it just was like just, in the show. Just like in the show. There was just so much shit that you could do in that game. And for, like, 2004... But those game designers correctly identify that, like, what if we treated our game like people playing with the wrestling action figures instead yeah. of, like, the wrestling actual show? You know? No, one's, no one is... Like, there are people that watch, like, I have friends that love wrestling, and they watch NXT, and they specifically loved watching NXT because it was so grounded, and it was so, like, technique-driven and stuff like yeah, that. High and that's rate, cool. Yeah. That's cool. People who are playing the WWE games do not give a flying fuck about technique. <laughs> if they hit B yeah. left, they do not care. Yeah. Cam is high out of his mind, and he is just ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I have a raid. Okay. I have a raid. I have a raid in 30 minutes. Nice. All right, oh, guys. Shit. I think that's two fucking hours of podcast that I get to edit. So yeah. uh, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you, guys, for joining me. This thank- was actually a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. This was, this was a great time. Uh, hopefully, I it like always is. Uh, Steven's calling you back. <laughs> he wants to know. Hello, phone a friend. What is it that you want? What would you say? I'm, you're on speaker now. We had just wrapped it up. We spent a lot of time talking about the uh, 24-7 champion. Uh, talked a lot about... Um, well, Steve, well, Joey just brought up uh, SmackDown. Uh, here comes, here the pain. comes the pain. I always get mixed up with Shut Your Mouth. Uh, yeah, that's the one with the crazy backstage section, right? They all have uh, good backstage stuff. The three SmackDown games with PS2. But uh, one, of, one of them was like, especially crazy. It might be the especially crazy one, but... That's what Joey was just talking about. Well, actually, uh, that's I'm glad you called because Joey told me that I uh, I didn't get the million. So, uh, so yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. I. Uh, I, wasn't that the million dollar question? No. Oh, then why did I use a lifeline? <laughs> I think, I, I'm sorry. I, I, sh- I should have saved you for later, I Steve. Hate this I'm so, so much. sorry. <laughs> now I didn't 50 50 yet. He didn't give me any choices. I thought 50 50 and it would make it worse. <laughs> Does it, the, we don't have the, an the audience. audience here as a cat. I thought you knew more than a cat. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Well, thank you again for the topic. That, that, <laughs> I, I didn't win the million, but I didn't w- did win the hearts of uh, Joey's viewers. So, uh, thank you. Did, did you see how many reigns that R-Truth had? What was that? Did you see how many reigns that R-Truth had? Uh, yes, it was like 50-something. 45-50? Rob Gronkowski held the title yeah. the longest. Yeah. yeah, what the fuck? Why did Rob Gronkowski... Why does he have the longest reign? <laughs> Rob Gronkowski, thank you. Because he has more money for... for... <laughs> thank you so much for helping me. He also has more money for security. Yes, I did notice that. That was weird. Yeah, that's that's FTR. Yeah. yeah. No, I know who the rival is. <laughs> All right, goodbye.
Uh, and just like that, I guess we're going to leave as well. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Tyler, for joining me this week. Peace. Uh, we will see you in another two weeks with another episode. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.